spread the truth. Document it. Prove it. Make it irrefutable and you too will become dangerous to those who admire us in lies and enslave us in socialism. But because they are lying, it's possible to expose them. And this is their Achilles heel. By comparison, we have nothing to hide, therefore we have no reason to lie. And we wouldn't want to even if we could. Truth is a far superior weapon than deceit. It's a weapon which is denied to them. And in the end, it will be the decisive weapon that destroys them completely. That's right. 2023 coming to a close last uh, show here for this year. It's the uh, 29th of December 2023. Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we have a great uh, but kind of laid back show here today. We're going to talk about some of the highlights from 2023 uh, and look forward a little bit to 2024 as well with some of our guests joining us. We have Mark Collett coming on here in just a minute. Uh, a little bit later in the show we have Derek Rand stopping by as well of course from uh, Diagonal or Plaid Army if you prefer that. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the top moments in uh, Canada history there. Uh, and then we might have Daniel uh, Concanon joining us a little bit later, too. Maybe the last half hour. We'll see. I know he was at a hockey tournament. But uh, anyway, that's how uh, things are going to pan out here today. So thank you for joining us, everybody. Quick shout out, by the way, just real quick here. Uh, Danger Moose, thank you so much. We got some uh, you know, Christmas cards that came in a little bit late, but uh, we do appreciate them. Uh, we also have Jim. I got to remind myself of the names here. Very nice card. Thank you so much. Uh, and you, I, I, you said specifically. I don't mind you using my full names. I will. Randy Mudgett. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We got your card, guys. Thank you so much. If we forgot anybody, we do apologize. But we get uh, all the lovely postcards. We love what, what you guys send and Christmas cards and all that stuff, of course, as well. So thank you. All right, pretty laid back. I actually made a uh, greyhound here today. It doesn't happen too often, but uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit of something in the glass because it's you know it's New Year's here soon. What, what is this? Actually, on Sunday? Is this Monday or Sunday? When is it again? It's on Sunday night. That's when we uh, celebrate that. But anyway, so that's some of the stuff we'll get into. All right, I think I see Mark over there. Mark, you here? Can you hear me, Mark? I certainly can. There we go. Here How he are is. you doing? Hey, good to see you, Mark. Sorry, I had my mic muted. Oh, no worries. Uh, no worries. Good to see you, man. How uh, how has things been? Yeah, very, very good. Thank you. Uh, we've been very well over here. We've had a really, really good, busy, successful year. So uh, that's great. And obviously, it's just been Christmas, which is uh, uh, a bit of a highlight of the year, especially when you've got a small child, which yes. we have. And uh, you've got several small children. So you will know, too, the joys of Christmas. I've already just done my own stream tonight, so I'll I saw that. Yeah, more comfortable on yep. to uh, join you guys. We've been going through uh, uh, sort of a year in review of everything we managed to achieve in 2023 with Patriotic Alternative, and uh, 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's been ups and there's been downs yeah. around the world this year for nationalism. You know, there's been some uh, really great results and there's been some uh, not too good stuff happening as well. But at the same time, I think uh, on the whole, it's been a very good year. We've had a good year here in the UK and we've ended it on a bit of a high. And on a personal note, um, yeah, it's been a great Christmas. And I'm, uh, I am looking forward to the challenges and opportunities of 2024. And I think there'll be some. I think we're uh, it's going to get rocky <laughs> if it's been hard so far. It's something we'll see. Look, it's always hard to predict these kinds of things, but it's been uh, I don't know. It's it's been just the last just an overall reflection on the last two three years. It's been uh, it, it's harder and harder. But uh, yeah, you know this, Mark, right? But we got to have that. We got to rip the bandaid off. It has to get tougher. We have to be pushed out of our comfort zone. And, you know, even if it's up to us or, or us directing that or not, it is happening in various ways. I mean, it's like the, the economic situation, of course, the energy situation in, in uh, Europe overall is, is really bad. The immigration situation is insane, out of control. And all of these things are just continuing. But we're also seeing, of course, kind of around that, a, a wake up of a lot of people. Uh, as I'm bringing a little bit later, I want to hear kind of, you know, if you have a general idea of like some of the top things of this year, and some, we can talk about some of the you know good stuff, some of the bad stuff. But I made a little top 10 list, you know, and, and, and even just the Israel-Gaza, uh, you know, spiel, that whole debacle or whatever you want to call it, the, the travesty, I guess, of that has woken up a lot of people to things which they wouldn't have talked about uh, even just uh, you know six months prior to that thing essentially right uh, and it's it's forcing us to get stronger I see more active clubs I see more people just you know coming together helping each other out forming communities even if they're vocal out in the open with it or not you know what I mean so a lot of positive things as things get progressively worse right that's kind of my my, my like 10,000 view look on this in terms of where we get going and i think we're going to get more of that in 2024 and who knows if we'll be something really drastic you know what i mean like something quickly that changes things overnight uh but even what we've been doled out so far as we're rolling with these punches of sorts uh it, it's still coming hard and fast and things are transforming in our societies mark on multiple different level all all at once right i think a lot of things are happening right now and sort of across the Western world, there are some big, big things that are taking place as we speak. And most notably, you've got the real spectre of, uh, you know, liberals, uh, leftists, cultural Marxists, anti-whites ganging together in America to try and prevent Trump from getting on the ballot. Now, you know, in our circles, Trump isn't a guy that people love because people feel that he let us down when he got to power. He was a great candidate, but when he got to power, he didn't really deliver on many of his promises. Now, some people will say, well, that's because he was never going to deliver on them. He was always, a, you know, he, he was always just a fake patriot. And some people will say, well, no, he was hamstrung. You know, the system closed ranks and prevented him from doing anything. And I, I think both are right in a way. And I think that people who believed he was going to be sort of the second coming of everyone's favourite 1930s superhero uh, were really very, very uh, deluded to think that. I think Trump was a candidate that was always going to cause problems for the system. And he was going to wake a lot of people up and get a lot of people having interesting conversations. But I don't think he was ever going to deliver on some people's rather sort of lofty hopes for him. But I think right now what we're seeing, you know, 
the powers that be coming together to prevent him from going on the ballot, that is something that's going to cause serious waves in America and wake a lot of people up to the fact that the Republican-Democrat power-sharing <laughs> oligarchy is exactly that. It's just two sides of the same coin, and they're doing everything they can to stop you know, a presidential nomination of a man who's running ahead, running away with it in the polls. So you've got that in America. Then, you know, on a global scale, you've got the mask really coming off with Jewish power like it never has before. I, I know, I mean, I you've, had, you've had everything you've had in the Ukraine. And really, that has proved to the world that American foreign policy is completely run by Zionist Jews, then you've got what's happened in Gaza. So the American State Department have had a disastrous mask off year, you know, with both the Ukraine and Gaza. You've got all these people coming back onto Twitter. You've got the discussion on Twitter being completely centered around Jewish power with people like Keith Woods just knocking it out of the park. I mean, he's had, you know, whether you say it's luck or a mixture of luck and hard work. I mean, it's funny how people get uh, more lucky the harder they work. You know, the guys work really hard. Is, right? yeah. He's, yeah, he's had a great year. And, you know, the whole political discussion on Twitter is now centered around Jewish power. The cat's out of the bag. And... I don't know how they're going to, you know, how are they going to get the genie back in the box? They're going to get the toothpaste back know. in the tube. No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it, 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 it's not happening. No, it's not happening. No. So what was your what was your thing then? How did they get the what back in the tube? What was that? No, I'm saying they're not going to get it back in the tube. They're not getting the toothpaste no, back what, in the tube. those tube snakes when you open it and they just fly yeah, everywhere it's, and that's it's impossible. It, Herding cats, yeah. call it whatever analogy you want to use. You know? yeah, I've never heard that before. Really? Okay. The snake back in the tube. No, but you're not. You're not going to get that. So you've got all these people talking about Jewish power. You've got uh, Trump being potentially taken off the ballot in some states by these overzealous liberals who would rather, you know, have a have another massive mask off, you know, moment where people are going to wake up than risk having Trump go on the ballot paper. Uh, this is amazing. So America's waking up, the world's waking up, you know, and here in the UK, you've got, um, you, you've got these uh, philo Semites like Rishi Sunak, basically abolishing centuries old laws to protect green spaces in London so they can bulldoze them to put in a huge Holocaust memorial. Wherever you look, <laughs> The issue is Jewish power. It's coming to the fore. And whether it comes to the fore in terms of new anti-free speech laws, the destruction of green spaces, the genocide of civilians, warmongering in the Ukraine, it doesn't matter. But people are talking about it. So I would say 2023, if you were looking at the wins, one of the big wins was the discussion of Jewish power and, and everyone yeah. knows I'm quite I'm quite close with David Duke I've worked with him now I've known him I met him in person in I think it was 2006 I've known him since then I've worked with him on his show every week since 2016 um I have him on my show regularly we speak uh often and, and I asked him a big question when I had him on for my Christmas special I said to him you know he was fashionably late by, by an hour but when he did turn up I said to him I said David what do you think about this year? And basically we concluded that throughout his entire life, awakening to Jewish power through every other year other than this year, all the other years put together haven't been as great as this year in terms of 
mask off moments and people waking up. And that's from the guy who, you know, basically built his career on exposing Jewish power. And he says, you know, 2023 is the biggest year ever, if not bigger than every other year that there's ever been post Second World War. So this has got to be a good thing. Yeah, uh, it, it is. Uh, and uh yeah, I mean, as I said, they're not going to be able to to stop the the optics war. This is not, uh, you know, this is not like the first Iraq war or anything like that. Certainly not like the world wars, right? But there's like there's so much info out there now, and even even if they try to cut off cell phones or or you know internet connectivity, these videos finds them their way out to people. And you know, we, we of course at the flip flip side of that, we've seen you know these massive pro Palestinian uh, you know protests, obviously in most Western countries. And it's all that's also kind of a mask of moment in an opposite direction, obviously, right? Where like now they come out in a completely different way that would never have done for any others, right? So that it shows that it, to some degree it, it might be an issue like, okay, you know, I, I, we've said this many times, but like I, I obviously I support Palestinians in Palestine, right? But this idea that we're going to like, you know, could join up with the Muslims in, in, in European countries and somehow, you know, that, that that's not working either. But but you've had you've had a little bit of this like, you know, a little bit more, maybe not mainstreaming, but normally conservative type circles, right? We're like, well, wait a minute, who who's bringing in all these? My who's opened the borders? Who are the, all the NGOs? And you had some of these questions, right? And and, and a lot of uh, you know coins have dropped, so to speak, which is which is a good thing, you know. So it's one one of the things I had on the list at the very top, right? This is a, a casual top ten I did. I probably should have done a proofreading of this before, but, you know, yeah, Israel's invasion of Gaza or October 7th, whatever, you know, you think triggered that. Obviously, they have masked kind of their action, you know, into the kibbutzes and all that stuff, right? But that is really... Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, go ahead. I think that's, that, that's, that's caused a lot of issues. And one of the big issues it's caused is a lot of people on the left, and especially people from migrant backgrounds were anti-Israel already for yeah. different reasons to us. We're anti-Israel for very different reasons to why they're anti-Israel. They are anti-Israel because they believe Israel is a white supremacist nation, you know, that stamps Western authority on the Middle East. We're anti-Israel because we know that's not the case, that Israel actually runs the West, and we want them to stop doing that because they use our countries as muscle to create constant conflict in the Middle East, which displaces millions of people who end up on European shores, which is something we absolutely don't want. Now, so we're, you know, we're against Israel for different reasons. But back to my main point, you've got all these people on the left, all these migrants who are anti-Israel anyway, and they have come out in force. But you've had people who have either been neutral to Israel or mildly supportive of Israel in the past, who have seen this genocidal campaign in Gaza, and they are slowly being turned into, how can we say it politely, uh, zio-skeptics, <laughs> and they don't want it anymore. And I think a lot of questions are being asked. And then you've got major gatekeepers like Alex Jones, who are, who who's always had his tongue so far up the collective backside of the Israelis. It's been nauseating. But even he's struggling to keep his supporters on board with the Zio train. He's yeah. having to come out now and be sceptical of it because it's impossible not to be, isn't it? Yeah. It's impossible yeah. for anybody who calls themselves a truth seeker to still be on side with Israel at the moment. And that 
puts us in an interesting position because we're the ones who for years have been saying these guys they're not on our side their policies don't help our people supporting them doesn't help our people and the best thing about all this is they're so shameless that they're saying oh look the palestinians are these murderous devils who slip across our borders and throw our babies into ovens and roast them alive in front of their mothers as their mothers are being raped to death and then on the in the same breath they're saying but you in Europe, you should take them and you should clothe them and feed them and, and house them next to your women and children. Wait, wait a second. I thought they were murderous barbarian demons that roasted babies alive in ovens while slitting the, slitting the throats of their mothers as they were being raped. Well, it's either one or the other, isn't it? They're either, they're either refugees that we should take or they're murderous demons. Now, I don't want any Palestinians here. I want to make this totally clear. I don't think the place for Palestinians is Europe. Palestinians belong in Palestine, but Palestine deserves to be free of Zionist aggression. And that is a policy that works. A policy that doesn't work is Israel genociding Palestinians and the survivors coming here to Europe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because then, uh, you know, they've talked about that. Netanyahu showed a headline uh, just the other show here. Like he's looking, searching for countries to absorb. That's the terminology they're using now is absorb these. Yeah, these dangerous terrorists that clearly are, in their view, too dangerous to be just in proximity to Israel. <laughs> Although they're living in like an open air prison. But of course, we can take them in like, fuck you. You know, <laughs> and a lot of people are saying that, too. They're like, they're done. They're fed up with it. Again, go back actually to Alex Jones. Same thing there. He was just like screaming at one of his shows at these people like you know f you basically uh and, and that's absolutely correct and so they're they're uh well let's use their term here their chutzpah is kind of and uh, it's not it's a little bit too far uh, it feels like on on this issue and 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 it's it's not going to get uh, better for them they're now according to a thing that was released yesterday i think by uh gallant one of the uh, heads of the defense ministry in israel they're fighting like on seven fronts right now and you know if some of these other i mean look the other flip side of this of course is this explodes into a big even bigger conflict right and then you have america involved or europe or something like that which of course is not, none of us want that but those are very clear distinct possibilities but it, as long as it's being contained to this it's kind of something that's like working in our favor as, as long as people are exposing this or questioning this. What's going on with this? Uh, why is it that our all, all of our elites, right? Th thinking back of the, the EU building, right? They're just like they're letting in millions of, of Muslim migrants into our countries, legal and illegal. And it's just like, you know, oh, complete open borders. And then the EU building, like in Brussels, the parliament parliament there. Is just projecting like a huge, you know, Israeli flag on top of his building and stuff like that. It's like saying to them, like, here, here, bomb this building. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Because they, they will think like, oh, this means they are, they're Zionists. They're controlled by Zionists. The upper, you know, controlling element of Europe is, is pro-Israel. Those are our enemies while they're letting all these people. So it's just like, it's a, man, it's a pressure cooker. It's a, just a huge mess that could pop off at, at any moment, Mark. Well, not only that, but it's very interesting to see that like, I'm obviously not a fan of mass immigration, but I find it ironic that the people who have supported mass immigration into Europe so fervently, obviously Jews, are now 
uh, reaping the whirlwind of that because the people that they've imported and the people that they've been so eager to import and tell us that we should embrace are now filling the streets of cities like London, waving Palestinian flags and protesting outside the Israeli embassy. And it, it's quite interesting because they've tried to replace Europeans with people who are far less amenable to them than Europeans. And the Europeans that are still here are becoming far more skeptical of them because of their migration policies. So really, you can see the the Zionist power structure and the Zionist desire for white erasure is actually backfiring on normal Jews all over the Western world right now. And it's interesting to see that take place. And uh, you talk about the Israeli flag that was beamed across number 10 Downing Street. Yep, yep. And it, and it looked just like an occupational flag. Yeah. And this is causing all of those migrants who are here in Britain to uh, to hate the British government. And it's causing many normal British people to also hate the British government. So what you're seeing is all this all these disparate groups who who haven't got much in common have one thing in common, which is a intense dislike of Israel and a complete distrust of Western governments because they all understand that the West is now controlled by Israel, controlled by Zionists. And that yeah. has to be a good thing. This mass awakening of everyone across the political spectrum has to be a fantastic thing. Yes, uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, now, I put... <clears throat> I put um... Finland joining NATO on this list too. It's it's this proximity, of course, and Sweden's entry has been stalled, uh, which is kind of interesting, right? Mostly because of uh, Turkey, and here's a headline about that. But this is a, it's a big move. It's obviously related to you know point three that I put on there too, which is the continuation of the Russia-Ukraine war because there's so much in the wake of that that has happened. Even the the loss of uh, you know, support for Ukraine and that switch that kind of happened, right? As as, as the Israel thing popped off, all of a sudden the, the Ukraine thing just all lost steam, essentially. There's still money being sent there, but the discourse, it has slightly changed, right? It, the headlines like this, U U.S. and European officials broach topic of peace negotiations with Ukraine, sources says, which is, of course, so sad. And, and, and you know, we certainly talked about this from day one, that this is a completely in that sense, meaningless conflict that was ramped up in this kind of capacity. And the Western countries that simply used Ukraine in their proxy war against Russia. And even, you know, I think you're probably maybe more friendly towards Russia than what I am. But regardless, they had their reasons, which were much more uh, understandable uh, than the opposite side did, right? And the U.S. and the EU have used them. They've sent Ukrainians into the meat grinder. And we said this from day one, like, let's now not have these people just kill each other. Uh, and New York Times, this is, what is this, August or something? So how, how, how knows how many more since then? Uh, they reported that almost half a million people have died. Someone showed a, a footage, I think it was, of uh, of like a Christmas dinner the Ukrainian military had, and it was like hardly anybody under like 40 <laughs> at this dinner. And it's just such a travesty where like another, you know, two other European nations go into war, and the majority, it looks like, of, of those killed now are, are Ukrainian uh, young men. I, an entire generation of, of Ukrainian young men are gone. And what, what, what are they going to do after this? Let, let's say there was all this talk about Ukraine is going to jo join the EU now, and the, you know they're trying to you know fast track their membership and all that stuff. Kind of similar to the coup in Poland, I guess, of sort. But like, are they going to fill up the country with? I don't know. Maybe 
refugee men you know what i mean is that is this the next step that's going to be a requirement for them entering into the eu these things kind of write themselves because we know we're familiar with their tactics now but i would not be surprised if that's some of the stuff we're seeing in 2024 mark oh i i predicted this a long time ago people people tend to who who are big on the sort of the zelensky side have a go at me and make out i'm some sort of uh you know russian fanboy but i've been clear since the beginning of this russia was not at fault here Russia was goaded into this conflict by the Americans. Zelensky initially came to power and he was very, very pro peace with Russia. He totally changed his tack once he was in power, um, betrayed the things he was elected for, fell into line straight away with the American State Department. He basically allowed the US to goad Russia into conflict. And when that conflict began, he has relentlessly sent young Ukrainian men to a futile death in a war they cannot win into what has turned into an absolute meat grinder. Yeah, Moscow haven't lost anywhere near as many soldiers as the Ukraine have. And the sad thing about this is the Western media have been lying to people and say, oh, Moscow are losing hundreds of thousands of troops. There's been virtually no Ukrainian casualties. It's been the other way around. Whilst this has been taking place, Russia have been passing pro-Christian, pro-family laws, which basically shut down the LGBT lobby. On the other hand, Zelensky has been passing anti-LGBT hate speech laws, basically welcoming in Drag Queen Story Hour. And he has already signaled that when this war does conclude, the Ukraine is going to need rebuilding. And he is going to do that with non-white immigrants from outside of Europe. So all of these nationalistic white men who have gone to fight for this Jew against Russia will come back to their homes to find the rainbow flag on every street corner, black men chatting up their women and Indians helping to rebuild the country. Is that what they fought for? Well, yes, they did, because they were fighting for the American State Department. And if you're fighting for the American State Department, you are fighting for multiculturalism, rainbow flags, and the erasure of any moral fiber that your country ever had. <laughs> that is what you are fighting for. You're not fighting for the American flag. You're not fighting for your flag. You're fighting for the six-striped rainbow flag and multiculturalism. And uh, yeah. my call, quite simply, was that for people who are part of Azov Battalion, who are part of these so-called uh, nationalistic um, militias fighting for Zelensky, turn around, or pick up your weapons, turn around your tanks, march straight back to Kiev, and demand a nationalist government in Kiev. Do not waste your lives fighting for America and fighting for an extension of the American system. Yeah, I think they were so blinded by the history there, which is 100% understandable, right? The whole of all those things, right? 100% understandable. But in the like in the shadow of that, they don't realize they have a new like you know devil on their <laughs> on their back, which is like you know a bigger threat now than the anyway the, the, we could talk about that forever but it, uh, regarding the Palestinian thing and it 
it speaks a little bit to the super chat that came in, and I guess I should uh, plug that a little bit because I'm, I'm uh, I haven't done that yet, right? So if you do want to super chat, whether you have a, a question or, or uh, you know a point for Mark, nbcstream.live slash Red TV. You can also do Odyssey hyper chats or Rumble. You have the addresses down below there. But uh, Losh Ogbeck on Entropy said, "What European countries do you think would take in Palestinian refugees? I don't think any Scandinavian countries would. Not even Sweden. Certainly not Holland with Wilders. Uh, any Eastern European countries and any kind of spoke spo just quickly." speaks to that, right? Because we saw that coup, I see it as a coup in Poland, right? They, they took over the television, uh, main state television channel there. They broke in. There was people being, um, you know, kicked out of their offices. They're being uh, uh, assaulted, essentially, right? And immediately we saw these footage. <laughs> Here's some of the photos that came out of Poland. Again, Donald Tusk, right? He's the new uh, head of, of, he's taken over the reins of Poland. And he also, of course, the former EU head, uh, and the, basically, you saw African, <laughs> Africans right away, in, in like in Parliament and shit like that. It was another photo. I forget who this is. This is a foreign, not the foreign minister. I forget what his position was, right? But you saw photos like this in Poland. I'm, and I'm thinking, like, wouldn't be surprised if some some of these countries would start inviting, you know, maybe, maybe Palestinians if if they you know manage to actually pull that through. Uh, we'll see what happens. But the point is. Yeah, this is what they wanted all along. There's an attack on Eastern European countries. It's been there for a long time. People said, well, like, you know, based communism held it back for 10 years. Yeah, because it was, like, basically retarded, but it was just a matter of time before, you know, Western forces start moving them in that direction and joining up with other Western nations. And whether that's because they've joined the EU or NATO or any of these other, you know, global compact for migration programs or something like that or the UN uh, pick and choose one of them, all of them, uh, you know, none of them, but still the influential among the politicians. But that's uh, unfortunately, that seems to be the trend, uh, at least in Poland. But I I'm sure this will be a push uh, in Eastern European countries, of course, including Ukraine. But uh, back to the point, I don't know if you, you have an answer to that, but do you think any European countries will, will take in Palestinians um, at this point? Oh, I think... Um Britain certainly will. I think Britain will be Britain will be clamouring to take them in. Definitely. Yeah. I, always. I mean, what you've got to remember is we've already had different um, a number of different sort of Jewish immigrant, uh, you know, lobbying groups saying that the West needs to take in Palestinians. That this is our duty. So. Uh, a philo-Semitic government like uh, the Conservative Party here in the UK, they will just bow to that and they will do that. Um, and the fact is, Israel want the Palestinians out of Palestine. They want to demolish Gaza. They want to make it unlivable. They want to basically uh, salt the ground if they have to, so no one can go back there. I mean, the amount of destruction that is taking place in Gaza at the moment it will be completely unlivable. It will be, you know, it'll be the kind of place that will just be a wasteland and rebuilding it. Who is going to go there and rebuild it? Who is going to pour the money, the time, the effort, the resources into rebuilding that place? And if they do, well, Israel will just flatten it again. They want those people out and they know that the places where they have the most influence are, you know, America and Europe. So where are these people going to go? They will coerce Western leaders into welcoming these people in. Yeah. It's just a given. And then we're back at that, you know, as replacement happens in the West, 
uh, I mean, inevitably, obviously, we we will stop that. We 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 can't allow this to happen. So so I know. But from their point of view, like let's say, oh, it just continues or whatever. They think these, our countries are going to get more and more brown, more and more Muslim, but somehow still remain pro-Zionist. Obviously, these people will start taking positions of power, and slowly the support that Israel had from Western countries will be, then be diminished. Right? That's what we're seeing on the streets. That's what so many Jewish activists were angry about. Even the left-wing activists were like, "Open borders." A number of examples in the UK. Uh, David uh, Aronovich, uh, uh, David Collier, right? They're like, I'm going to Israel. It's great here. You know, I mean, while they, of course, advocating for like open borders uh, in the UK, uh, but they were angry that somehow he felt like they were betrayed, right? We were supposed to be one of the victims highest up on the, uh, on the you know, pyramid, the hierarchy, I guess, of victimhood. And they were demoted pretty damn quick, ironically, because they were seen as uh, they were seen as another white supremacist colonialist power, right? So it's like all the cultural Marxist left-wing talking points in universities and media has finally caught up, and 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 now they're getting a just a just a, a a pinch, a little bit of a taste of what we've been experiencing for decades, Mark. And immediately you see them just like running for cover, <laughs> fleeing to Israel, and just like they can't bear it, and they're shrieking. It's 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 I, I'm you know it doesn't mean that it's great for us in any capacity, but I am kind of enjoying seeing that a little bit. I, I do take some pleasure in that. I admit. Well, it's going to be interesting because the more they flood the West with Palestinians, um, the more they enrage people in the West with their genocidal policies in Palestine, the less likely they will be to hold power in the West. That is that is simply a given. That is a given. And fundamentally, their short-sightedness will lead to their undoing. And once they lose power over the West because of their short-sighted policies, Israel will eventually fall. It's as, it's as simple as that. And I don't think Israel will end up having the kind of power over Russia and China that it has enjoyed. Um, it's, it's enjoyed holding over America and by proxy countries like the UK or Germany, which are essentially just vassal states of the US. And this will lead to a huge change because ultimately countries like Russia and China they have trade deals with Iran. They don't want the uh, current, you know, petrodollar economic system to continue. They don't want an American global empire to dominate the world any further. I, I think we've got big changes coming in here. And if things continue in 2024, as, they've, as they have been uh, accelerating in 2023, I think Jewish power will continue to be shaken. And if things keep going how they are in twi on Twitter, people are going to keep talking, uh, and they're going to keep talking louder and louder, and that's a good thing. Yes, indeed. Uh, Der Shurisko-Nautis says, things are getting worse, but 2023 was a year of awakening. Many more people have woken up this year than 10 years ago. Exactly, and I'm mirroring Mark's point there. Uh, or David Dukes, I guess, in a sense, but, you know, we're all on the same page on that. Perhaps even more than the last three decades, it's an inspiration for the further struggle. I mean, I, I wish, well, we did have something to do with that. I guess that speaks to my point a little bit, too, that we've seen, I, I wish we had a, maybe a greater role in that, and we, we didn't. To a certain extent, it's been done to us, and it's kind of a side effect, unintended or not, but we can still play, uh, you know, the the hand that we've been given, so to speak, and, and make the best of it, which I think, you know, is obviously t tactically the best thing to do. 
And it speaks to the fourth thing I had on my list here of like how kind of normie conservatives, they're talking much more about replacement and, 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 and all the anti-white uh, things that we see in anti-whiteism, you know, uh, even even white identity. But the frustrating thing about this, and, and I'm talking about the Charlie Kirks or even the, the Tucker Carlson's and yes, even Alex Jones, right? So a tweet from Alex Jones, he reposted Tucker who talked about how they're bringing in all these people from the third world and you know, they're turning us into, you know, hating us. And I forget exactly what the term is, but I'm paraphrasing something like that. Right. And Alex Jones reposted that and basically agreed with it and stuff like that. And and as good as that is, right, Charlie Kirk even has addressed, um, you know, Jewish left wing organizations and things like that and cultural Marxism, their overrepresentation in those types of things. Right. But they won't at least yet. Maybe that will happen. Maybe they'll never uh, will do that. I'm not sure. But of sorts. You know, collectively, we on the dissident right, just used a simplified term there, have, have, have pushed and continued to push and continued to push. And it's so obvious that you, you kind of must address it or fearing being uh, left behind, I guess, of sorts, right? Of actually not realizing where this is going. Charlotte Kirk in one of those clips says, this it, white identity is inevitable, he said. What's that clip with, did you see it with Tim Pool and Tucker Carlson up on stage talking? But then the frustrating thing happens, right, which I said, they won't address any of the actual solutions to this, right? Well, embrace white identity. We have to collectively work together. We have to see ourselves as a group. If we're going to survive this, you know, if unless we're being mixed out or or marginalized to such an extent or maybe even genocided at the, you know, two generations from now or maybe it's in 10 years from now, we must fight together to push in this direction. And they will at least yet not go there. Mark, I'm thinking of that's one of the thing in 2024, like normalizing, embracing of just white identitarianism. You know, what, what do you think? I, I, I want to say a couple of things about this, because something you've said is sort of good and it's bad. And, and I think there's not really much we can do about it. We just kind of have to deal with it, which is unfortunate. And that is our politics is becoming normalized which is a really, really good thing. So more and more people are talking about the issues we talk about. More and more people are talking about Jewish power. More and more people are talking about uh, demographic change, white genocide, and using those terms. And more and more people are talking about white identitarian politics. So they're talking about white advocacy. They're talking about white people standing together as a group. And they're talking about identity politics from a white perspective so you've got three things there people talking about white genocide jewish power and white identity those things are wonderful uh, unfortunately though these people are taking our talking points mm -hmm. giving us zero credit yep. for the fact we were the ones who have been fighting for these things for years you know there are documentaries where I was talking about white genocide, where I was talking about Jewish power, where I was talking about white identity po politics that were made 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, 23 years ago now. And I'm not on the Alex Jones show. I'm not on Tucker Carlson. I'm not being interviewed by Charlie Kirk. These guys are taking the talking points that I've been popularizing for two decades and pretending that I never opened my mouth and that I don't exist. And that is somewhat frustrating. And the reason it's frustrating is because I don't trust any of those three men that you're putting up on the screen now to actually do anything meaningful about the issues they've begun talking about. Yeah. I, if I trusted any of them, it would probably be Tucker Carlson slightly more than Charlie Kirk or Tim Poole. Um, 
if I trusted any of them the least, it would be Tim Pool. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. I, I He's somebody who was always railed against the idea of any form of white identity politics, but he's entertaining discussion of it now because it's impossible to ignore. Yeah. And I think it is kind of frustrating that even though our talking points are getting out there, we aren't being credited for it. And we have to just bear that cross we have to double down on what we're doing and we have to hold these people's feet to the flames and we have to make sure that if they're going to talk about our points they keep talking about them and they demand more than just talk they demand some form of solution yeah deportation have kind of been i see it from many more twitter accounts now than i did just uh, a year or two ago right uh but these people also wouldn't because you're 100% correct, and I've mentioned many times, like, it's so annoying. They're not getting banned for shit that we got banned for, and there, there they are, you know, and it's fucking irritating, you know what I mean? But that, but at the same time, as yeah, long well, as it's well, being uh, said, you know. You know, our metrics on, you know, Red Ice was massive on YouTube. You know, I I had nearly 100,000 subscribers with, with videos with over a million views, and we both went down the memory hole. We lost everything for basically saying what these guys are saying now. Yeah, right. You know, I'm still not allowed on Twitter. I'm still not allowed on Twitter. Yeah. You know, for saying what these guys are saying here. It's insane. Yeah. And it, it is a kick in the teeth. It is. It is, for sure. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and another thing, yeah. while I'm on it, yeah. there is no other sphere of influence in the world where the trailblazers, the people who basically, you know, came up with came up with what everyone's talking about, don't get credited for. We're the only people who will never be credited for what we've paved the way for, and that that's unfortunate. Yeah, no, I I, I get you, and it's uh, there's other examples, I guess you could you could kind of point to that sometimes it, it is those very. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's brave individuals, you know, that, as you said, the, these people are now walking a very comfortable, you know, metaphorically speaking, paved road here that's been laid for them. It's, uh, the talking points have already, you know, are already there. They are just, you know, picking up pieces and, and kind of showing it to people like, hey, look at this. And and as you said, the annoying thing is that people think, oh, this is great. Look at this. They're coming up with it. But as long, my point was the two, though, <clears throat> as long as it's being said, as long as you know, we're moving in the right direction. I don't care who says it, as long as they don't have some kind of, you know, trying to get ahead of the trend to try to steer it off in a different direction, which of course is a very possible, uh, you know, strategy as well, which is why they might be allowed. But at the same time, if they've started on that path of re recognizing all the things that we've been talking about, that's true, replacement, uh, white genocide, you know, these kinds of things, and white identitarianism, I'm not sure how you could do. I, I'm not sure how you could derail that. Maybe, maybe they have an ace up their sleeve. We'll just see what they do. But these are, nonetheless, these are overall positive. Personally, it might be <laughs> just hard and fucking annoying. But overall, these are positive trends, and it's moving in a direction very, very quickly now. Something that it must do. I mean, we're talking within. The, it's impossible to say exactly, of course, but like within the next 20, 10, 20 years, here we have to like radically steer our countries back and take control back. But it's not impossible, right? We've seen countries like, um, was it Pakistan that have courted, rep deported Afghanis or the other way around? I, I forget yeah, what it was, but, but you know. They, they, but again, you know, I'm pleased you brought this up because this is one of those things that I haven't actually, I do a stream every week, as you know, but I don't get to talk about every issue because mm -hmm. half of the stream is the big issues of the week, three big issues of the week. And then the other half is questions and answers, things that I might have missed. And 
when I saw the deportations in Pakistan, somebody actually brought up this issue as a question. I said, this is great. You know, this is a wonderful thing because despite the fact we're not Pakistanis, it does show that it can be done. It's and Pakistan doable. has not exploded in one big fireball and everyone's, you know, burning in hellfire because they deported people. Pakistan continues on as normal. The people live the lives they were living before. It can be done without the world coming to an end, as we're told it will, if we deport people from the West. That is a good thing. But again, the negative to all this is where are those Afghans going? As soon as they started being deported, you know, people within the British government were drawing up hasty plans to fast track, you know, a movement of these people from Pakistan to the UK. And it just seems frustrating that, you get these sort of two steps forward in one direction where you think, oh, well, this legitimizes our points. And then in this case, you get sort of three steps back because although the Pakistanis have just le legitimized our point that people can be deported and should be deported. And when, you know, wars end in certain regions, people should be sent back. Good, 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 good. You know, those people then end up all here in the West instead, which is obviously bad. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We have one more here from Lars Hagebeck who says, uh, if it's like only parliaments with uber-Zionist parties, like in the Scandinavian countries, uh, Holland, France with Marine Le Pen, as if some power behind the scene can extort Europeans to show total loyalty or else flood them with migrants. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, either do this or else, you know, kind of thing. And and it's it's hard to see, too, with like, we do get, you know, we see, oh, here's a here's a right-wing populist descending to the throne, whether it's Millet in Argentina or Gert Wilders in the Netherlands or even some of the, uh, well, he, they're not, right? But the moderate party formed a coalition with the Sweden Democrats uh, in Sweden. There's other examples I'm neglecting now. There's a couple of other wins, right? But they're always, yeah, super hardcore staunch pro-Zionist. And it's like almost a, this requirement that these are like the people we're, we're given. Like, okay, you can take a... Here's a right-wing nationalistic government for you, but you, he needs to be a hardcore Zionist. And then they think, you know, we're gonna, I get, yeah, just side side more with them and somehow become allies with Israel, and it's us against the Muslims. I'm not sure if that's a plan or not, but it is frustrating, Mark, uh, for sure that we get. But but you know, I don't care what I've said this before. I don't. Well, care it's worse what, than that, isn't it? It's worse than that. You go you're ahead. underselling the problem here. You're massively underselling the problem here because as <laughs> soon as one of these people get no, no, I don't want to black pill people. Yeah. But you, you, you always see this. It's almost like there's a playbook. It's almost like we're living in in almost like a computer simulation, and we're all here just to be frustrated by the way the system works because. You get somebody elected and then you ride this wave of euphoria like, oh, my God, normal people are waking up. They're voting outside of the mainstream. They've smashed the two party oligarchy. They're now voting for an outsider. The outsider is anti-immigration. He said this. He said that. He said the other. He's talked about deportation. He's talked about closing the borders. He said that people who aren't like us, if they don't adapt to being like us, aren't welcome here. This guy sounds like a hardliner. And as soon as he gets elected, he stands up and he says the following. He says he's there to represent all people that live in the country. And you're thinking, mm, well, that's a bit odd because you were saying five minutes ago that you were there for basically the indigenous people. That's what you that's what you sort of dog whistled. But now you're not saying that. Then secondly, they'll come out and say, and he really, really does want to stress that not only is he here for everyone, he does actually believe that immigration has made the country stronger. And you're thinking, well, that is exactly what you didn't say. You said immigration was ruining the country and you wanted to be here for the indigenous people. So now you're worrying 
But then he completely ruins it all by saying, and his biggest problem is illegal immigration, which he, of course, wants to stem. But ultimately, he'd like to see legal immigration strengthened and more people enter the country through legal channels. And at this point, you're pulling your hair out because you're thinking, well, not only has he stood under the Israeli flag, but he said that he wants to work for everyone in the country, that um, he acknowledges all the great things that immigrants have brought. And although he wants to stop illegal immigration, he wants to make sure there are still legal channels that people can enter the country through. And at this point, you realise that that's why he was standing under the Israeli flag. Yeah. <laughs> the Israeli flag, anyone that stands under that flag is not going to do good things for our people. No, I didn't. And you, you, you saw this in Italy. You know, yeah, when Maloney got elected, Maloney. there was a lot of people in my chats who were saying, look, this is going to be a complete disaster. And I tried to give sort of a nuanced take. Let's let's not all jump down a throat. Let's not let's all wait. sort of... Let's uh, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's just be, you know cautiously optimistic and five minutes in she's letting in more than the previous <laughs> government it's funny you know, and, and Gert, Gert Wilders I don't want to I don't want to pour sort of you know cold water on the party but one of the first thing that Gert, Gert Wilders did is stand up and say he was there working for everyone and that he acknowledges all the good things that immigrants have brought to his country <laughs> um, and you're like yeah. why oh. Why? You know, and and then and then all you can think of is him stood against the wall with the little hat on, and it all makes sense. Yep, and his Jewish wife. <clears throat> some people said he was Jewish too, right? But I'm not sure if that's true. She she's apparently some Hungarian uh, Jewish woman, and he's like she's been undermining things in Hungary. I, I try to find some proof for that. Maybe maybe that's in Hungarian, but anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like some. <laughs> Weirdly, some like more pro Soros esque, like you know, open society type, you know, deal. But anyway, <clears throat> it is frustrating. <clears throat> Excuse me, Pagan Bear If there are no more uh, streams before the end of the year, I just want to say Happy New Year, Henrik and family, and of course to Mark. Thanks for the stream. Thank you, Pagan Bear. Appreciate that very much. Also, a uh, Kadir says, uh, or Kadir, maybe it is. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Same to you. Good fortunating. Uh, uh, Merry continuation. I was just saying, uh, Sweden. Thank you, Kadir. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, so. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna let you go in a moment here, Mark. But any anything else on, on like the the, I guess the year or where we're going 2024 maybe, anything that's like hunch wise that you're feeling like this this or that might come down the pipe or something we should be ready for any trends. Um, I would say 2024 is going to be a roller coaster. <laughs> Every time you get an American presidential year. It's always a roller coaster. And I know Trump isn't going to be our guy, but I think we should definitely support his right to at least stand because I would like to see a year of chaos in America with Antifa mask off, wailing leftists, the establishment acting uh, as anything other than Democrats. And I would like to see that because that wakes people up. And if we need one thing, we need to keep waking people up. And I think my message is clear. 2023 has been a fantastic year in many ways. It's been a year where the mask has come off. It's been a year that's exposed Zionist power more than we've ever seen before in our lives. And people like David Duke have never seen anything like this in their lives either. So that tells you something special's happened. And I think we need to take all of that good and run with it. And we need to make sure that we see more of the same in 2024. And even though there are certain things that are disheartening, like other people stealing our talking points and pretending we don't exist and the, you know, 
repeated deplatformings and the fact that we are uh, largely confined to these backwater platforms. Well, yeah, those are negatives. But when you think about it, we have just shaped the global discourse, even from these backwater platforms, even from backwater platforms like Rumble and Odyssey and our own proprietary systems and uh, streaming, uh, streaming sites, we've still managed to force people like Tucker Carlson, Charlie Kirk and Tim Pool to start talking about the issues that we hold dear. So basically, it's been a good year. On balance, there have been more positives than negatives. And if this year has taught us anything, it's never lose faith. If we keep plodding on and we keep fighting and we keep doing what we do best, which is shows like this and just telling the truth, eventually that constant pressure on the dam will cause cracks to appear. And 2023 wasn't just a year of cracks appearing in the dam. It was the year when water started oh, yeah, bursting gushing through out. like it never yeah. has before. And Absolutely. I just want to say a huge yep. thank you to you, your lovely wife, uh, Lana, because you guys have been kicked in the teeth as much as anyone. And you guys are still here. You're still fighting. You're still producing amazing content. You're still showing the best of the white positive activism the world over. And you guys are testament to what can be achieved if you keep fighting, no matter how many times you get knocked down, because you guys just keep getting up and you keep getting better. And your work is still just as wonderful and illuminating as it was when we first met. So thank you to everything that you guys have done and that you guys have achieved. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do in 2024. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Very kind of you as well. And to everything you've been doing with the Patriotic Alternative, of course, <clears throat> amazing activism. You guys are strong. You're still there. You're growing. It's been amazing to see. I've checked in on many of the, you know, you know, campaigns, if you want to call them that, that you guys have been doing or banner drops in some areas and, you know, uh, you know, helping homeless people like these campaigns that you guys have running and stuff like that. Great work to you as well. And I know, and before we let you go, I want to plug some of your stuff, of course, but before we let you go, I, I know that Derek wanted to say hi as well. I'm not sure, have you had any of the Diagonal Plaid Army guys on from Canada? Have you talked to them? No, but no? I, I, people keep asking for, do you know how many Canadians I get writing to me saying <laughs> they want something in Canada? And I'm like, I don't know anyone in Canada. So if you've got somebody in Canada we do, we who do. wants to speak to me and give yes. a Canadian solution, yeah. I would love that. Derek, of course, we have Rage. Yeah, have actually. Alex. Join in here, Derek. Hey. I, I would, hi, Mark, and congratulations on your child, by the way. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we've actually been talking about it in Canada. We've been talking about you for a while. And I think the last person you may have interviewed in Canada, if I'm not mistaken, was Ronnie Cameron. And I believe it was when you dressed yes. him down. And uh, we want to apologize on behalf of Canada, putting him forth <laughs> <laughs> as a leader in the uh, white identitarian movement over here in Canada. Well, look. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to eat up your time on the show, my friend, but thank you for your kind words. I hope you've had a lovely Christmas and you're going to have a great new year. But um, send me a private message or an email uh, and let's get you on my show sometime to talk about the situation in Canada and some positives uh, that might be taking place there. I would love to. Yeah, awesome. thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Hey, Mark. Well, uh, thank you, guys. Drop, drop us some, <coughs> excuse me, some links here at the end as well. Uh, websites and so forth where people can find more about your work and follow you more regularly? Well, um, you know, 
please follow me on Telegram, follow me on Odyssey, follow me on BitChute. I'm on Rumble now. Uh, make sure you follow me on Gab. I love that site. Real respect to Andrew Torber for everything he's done and continues to keep doing. And also make sure you stay up to date with us at patrioticalternative.org.uk. Sign up there. And if you want to help us with activism or if you want to get involved in our meetings, our conferences or our wonderful annual camps, please do so. It's been a great year. We hope to have more of the same next year, but even bigger and better. Thank you for everything, Henrik, and I look Thank forward you. to working with you in the new year. I've got That's you on right. Patriotic Weekly Review, second uh, Wednesday of the new year. I look forward to seeing you there, my friend. Have yeah, a good one. Absolutely. Good yule to you, and uh, have a happy new year, Mark. See you later. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Good night. Good night. All right. Cheers, Mark. Good stuff. All right, Derek. How are you, how are you doing? Doing well. Thank you. Good. Good to see you. Um, yeah, I, I know you've been trying to get me on your streams for like, <laughs> how many times? Four, five times. It's like, I'm editing, I'm at hockey. It's just like, I can't find any <laughs> moments in the day. But I'm glad you're here. So I, I don't want you to think that I'm like snubbing you and like, no, no, I don't want to do it or anything like that. It's just, it's impossible, especially at the kids' the age they are. You know what I mean? It's like, it is what it is. But anyway. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Good to see you, man, and uh, thank you for coming on. I, yeah, we it's definitely understandable. We'll be get we we get to now, regardless. Exactly, exactly. That is correct. That is right. Uh, so yeah, I, I wanted to talk. I had I was showing my uh, you know kind of top ten list with Mark when he was on air too. We went through a few of them. You know, obviously the Israel invasion of Gaza was big for me. I think the entry of Sweden and well, Sweden is still actually still stalled, but Finland and Sweden were supposedly joining NATO together. Sweden, uh, sorry, Finland has now officially done it. Sweden is not, but I'm sure they will, which is a huge thing because it's like for decades and decades we stood all, all outside of that, and now it's just all that's changing. Uh, obviously, the continuation of the Russia-Ukraine war. Yeah, some of the Norman conservatives, I think they, you heard some of that. Norman conservatives are, are picking up some talking points or whatever. Uh, even the fact that Sweden wanted to like involve the military, which is also like unprecedented, right? Uh, to keep the help to keep the country safe. These are things that were like big no-nos for decades, <laughs> and now all of that's changing because of wonderful enrichment and diversity. Um, but a few of the other ones there, you know, we've seen nationalists organize more than ever before. I know that you have a, a tremendously successful with so many great people in Canada, Derek. I mean, do you want to say something about that? Just how that's been expanding and growing, and there's just it seems an endless supply of shows. I guess you guys have that's like kind of tied to like the, whether it's Plaid Army or Diagonal. And uh, you have meetups and stuff like that. A lot of that is happening, like all, all over the place in many European it, and Western countries. Yeah, it's not just us that are doing it. We're just following suit, I guess. It's a natural progression of where things have to go. Um, if everybody feels the same threat, you, you kind of end up setting up the same uh, defense. People getting in communities, making themselves sufficient, getting in shape, networking. Uh, becoming less reliant on the government um, seems like it's the only way forward. We have the lessons in time uh, where they fell short on being able to take care of themselves in these times. So we have yeah. the advantage of having all of this knowledge at our fingertips before it disappears to uh, to get ready for what's coming. Exactly. Yeah, it was this one. Was it uh, was this from a few days ago? Twenty. Oh, it's like two days ago. Uh, oh, I got to show it on screen too. That would be good if people can see that from the Guardian. Far-right extremists stage rural <laughs> land grab across Germany. Uh, Reichsburger movement aims to establish parallel societies by infiltrating schools, clubs, and public offices. It's funny how they <clears throat> how they see that as infiltrating. When these people are citizens, they are Germans. They have a right to run for these positions, to be at those places. And now, of course, when the state, when the government has turned their back on them and not you know bypassing them essentially, they're outlawing 
uh, AFD alternative for Deutschland in some regions, or or at least terrorized, you know, terrorists labeling them, or they're extremists labeling them. I guess at this point, <clears throat> what else can they do, right? I want to see more of this kind of stuff coming up how the, forward, Derek. It, it's kind of the same thing, just different themes in every country, and they all get labeled far right extremists. So be it, you know. I'll, 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 you can call us whatever you want. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about that, you know. What I mean, as long as we get, as long as we're getting there. Uh, but now, this, this, these are some positive uh, directions that we're seeing. There's a lot of active clubs uh, that's popping up all over. Uh, people are building community. It's to get some people are, you know, more vocal about it. Some are not. They're just simply doing it. But they're realizing that, like, it's <clears throat> it's up to us to do this, or or you know, no one's going to show up. Excuse me, <clears throat> no one's going to show up, Derek and. And as you said, do any of this for us. You know what I mean? If we don't know it, if we don't do it, nobody will, right? Well, that's the thing, right? There, there's, there, there actually is always going to be somebody to show up that will want to do it for you. And that's the <laughs> problem. We, we'll, we want to let them usually. It's like what Mark was mentioning earlier of all these people coming into the, the, the area now using his talking points, the front runners, the people that want to be, they don't care if they were right in the first place. They just want to be right right now. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So they run to the front of the line and say, oh, I've been talking about this the whole time. So you have to be worried about them from steering the conversation into the way that they seem palatable. Yeah, that's that's true. Do, uh, Dog Whistler here says, a um, couple from Dog Whistler, as we reflect on the... I think we have like a half second delay. I think so too, okay. yeah. I'm not sure if... It, I'm not sure if your connection is good out there. I know you're on the boondock, so maybe that's why, but you could potentially lower your resolution like in the settings <laughs> that could help well, maybe I, I do have the starlink if you want to try that's up to you okay yeah, i'm yeah, not sure i'm not sure, if I'm not sure if it's getting worse or not <clears throat> let me read these from dog whistler and then we can uh, we can see you can always jump back in if you want to try a different connection or something like that uh dog whistler says as we reflect on 2023 and the past few uh it is harder and harder uh, for to derail ideas with the term conspiracy theory, yeah, after Jeffrey Epstein's suicide, COVID jabs, excess deaths, um, and the ability of social media to directly report on Gaza, uh, the Gaza war without Israeli propaganda machine, the mainstream media, uh, this is a win. It is a win, uh, Dog Whistler. And again, as I said, even if it's not all by our hands, you know what I mean? We'll take it, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll work the, with it and do the best we can with it. Uh, another one here from Dog Whistler. Thank you, man. Uh, question, when these populist leaders get elected, how soon does somebody sh uh, shady <clears throat> with random blackmail photos show up before they swear them into office? Well, that's probably already happened uh, in in one way or another, you could say. But that's that's very... It is very likely that they will try to get ahead of that trend and like, okay, let's position our guys in there and, and, and try to derail it. I, th I think that's what Mark said about Maloney too, this kind of thing. Like we, and you, you'll have, you have the same in Canada right, of sorts, but like people, there's some idiots that are like, Pierre Polivier is going to solve, he's going to fix this. He'll own the libs for us, you know, kind of thing. And it's always the same. It's like, here's a, here's a brave conservative coming in with their apples and, and you know, everything's going to be, <laughs> everything's going to be sorted out. And, and we waste another, what, four years? Well, you know what I mean? Canadians are are so unpolitical. Well, yeah, the Canadians are so unpolitical and don't know what's going on in their country. They're literally just instead of the guy with the red tie, going to vote for the guy with the blue tie. Yeah. Not once reading any of his policies. <sighs> Never read because they're exact same as the rest of the parties. They still believe in uh, mass migration, uh, hiring immigration, bringing in refugees, and they just want to build more houses. 
you'll never hear them talk about um, old stock Canadian issues or no. anything that pertains to what's actually going on in this country and where all of the problems stem from immigration. Exactly. Yep. Inflation, the housing crisis in Canada and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Why don't we do that? We can uh, go to your, I, actually, I did your, the top 10 kind of like more, you know, uh, not personal maybe, but like for you guys, Derek, I have that as a list, but let's do the other, the, the other top 10 first, right? So let's start with, um, can, can, can Indian, how do you pronounce it? Can Indian moments of the year. <laughs> go through this for us. <laughs> Yeah, there's a whole new genre of Canadian out there now. It's the Kando Indian, Kando I guess you Indian. call them. There you go. Where <laughs> they speak English with an Indian accent. Yeah, well, we're just calling it that. Like, there's many different Kando Indians. You have the Kalistanis, the uh, the Muslim groups, the Hindis, um, Israelis, everybody that wants to fight on our streets. They're going to do it here in Canada. <laughs> so there's one, right? This one is great. It's like to live in Canada, whether you go to the grocery store, whether you're trying to talk to somebody in your Uber or your cab, or you're trying to order a pizza, you're going to get a burrito. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get Mexican or Italian food. You have to deal with an Indian trying to serve you. And most of them are like this when you talk to them. Check How did we import so many people like this that barely speak English or French? Let's check it out. <laughs> Don't worry about me. You go out. You go. You go. Holy shit. Well, you know, <clears throat> Darwin Awards, what do they call it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> see shit like that in India all the time, don't you? Like the, the trains come in and it's like, yeah, whatever. Well, why is... I don't want that here. Why is that here where he's mistaking a 400 series highway where it's four lanes wide where he could just somewhere to... You know, delivers Uber Eats or whatever he's doing. You've never seen such a wide open, uh, you know, road. He says, "This is amazing. Look at this." <laughs> he figures it's orderly enough. I can, I can get in there. It's totally fine. <laughs> Holy shit! The lady Save so much time if I'm allowed to drive here. <laughs> oh my gosh! The lady and yeah, I saw you play the clip in your stream too. I checked in on it. Was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, uh, take a chill pill, uh, white Canadians, you know, but racist because of the Hanuman statue. But she was like, uh, um, oh, and I'm oh, that, this is the point I was gonna make. She, she said it was, was it 3% of the Canadian population was Indian? But if it's like 10, maybe uh, it, it can't be right. Yeah. Uh, how many did they say? There was 1.7 million? 7 million, yeah. Or I don't know how many Hindis did they say there was? One point seven million out yeah. of what forty? Something like that. Uh, we're close to forty mil, so she could be right. She might be right. I, I don't know. It just feels, as you said, it feels, there was Indians everywhere. You just can't. Well, she 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 did identify us as white Canadians. 
at least. So I guess we are an identifiable group to other other groups. When they call you racist, then they do that. White Canadians, take a chill pill. Take a chill pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh Telling us to take a chill pill. That's not a, not yeah. racist, eh? We, uh, the rest. We, so we slam up our statues and stuff, and we have more of that later, right? But um, yeah, what was this? Oh, the star. I remember this one, the Starbucks <laughs> stabbing. Have a backstory on that? This. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess this would be the number nine. Uh, top 10 Indian can Kando Indian relations. This was a guy who was um, outside of Starbucks with his family, asked a Sikh man next to him if he could stop vaping beside his kids. So the Sikh man pulled out his knife, stabbed him in the throat and killed him. Changing the text of the worst and Canadian moments to make matters worse. The, the, uh, the uh, um, guy filming this, just started making a mockery of it by saying, oh, look, this guy's dead, bro. He's dead, bro. Like, just a complete fall of society. Instead of helping him put your hand on his neck to keep the blood in there, you posed. Oh, gosh. I remember it. Let's, let's play it. <clears throat> That's where we're at in Canada. Tough to watch anybody. Yeah. Men stabbed, bro, right here. Another guy right just here. standing there. Yep. This guy just stabbed this guy, man. Yep, sitting on his this phone. This guy just stabbed him, bro. He's he's dead. He's dead. He's dead, bro. Between he's the two dead, of them, bro. they could have saved that man. You think so? Ooh, there's a lot of blood. Holy smokes. Yeah. Oh, I understand shit. there's a threat of another man with a knife there, but why stand and do nothing? But still, yep. Or like, go get the other guy. Hey, come on, help me out. Let's let's take care of this, right? Yeah, it's no one there. And what was it? Did this come out? It was basically about he had just told his. Was it? Oh, did, did you say it? I'm sorry. I was like <laughs> trying to sort of the vaping issue, right? Was that it? The va the stop vaping, bro, or whatever. That's all it was about. Stop <sighs> vaping near my kids yeah. and uh, my wife and kids. Do you mind moving? Oh, my and gosh. that was enough to kill a man. I guess. There you go. Welcome diversity. I remember this March exactly. Yeah, there's a couple of things you kind of. There's so much that you like forget. Forget them. It's fucking sad. But yeah, uh, another white guy just killed. Yeah, over nothing. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's do the next one here. Canadian Kalistan in making extremists declare part of Brampton as Kalistan. Uh, here's all about Brampton's Kalistani past. <laughs> <laughs> right like they're openly going into an area of canada and calling it their own much like a no-go zone somewhere in europe this is a calistani zone now i thought calistan was supposed to be somewhere in punjab for the for some you know an area in india was supposed to be established as calistan i didn't realize it was like asgard and it could just be anywhere in the world and they're just going to pick a place here in brampton now is this the, the they believe in like a royal family is that the the distinction between them and like hindus i don't know the exact distinction i mean <laughs> when they first came here they were just pakistas all of them right i only started learning the difference recently between sikhs and hindus and like <laughs> we know they don't like each other and they're all piling into branton like yep. one wears like wristbands and the other one wears turbans Oh, gosh. Yeah, like it's for us to kind of sort out or try to understand or deal with or something. Yeah, it, it's, it happens everywhere. The Kurds and Turks in Germany or, you know, it's just like fighting, different fighting groups in our countries. 
Well, this is true overall. Like, if, if because if we don't claim and take the space, if we don't have children, if we don't, if we're not there, like they will just come in and they will occupy it. They will they will turn in, into their shit, you know. And that's you know we have the statue stuff, right? That's a big one. We'll get that later too. Um, so yeah, Brampton is a huge man. It's a, it's a colony at this point of India, right? <coughs> the other one is India's. Uh, this one, I, that's I don't, exactly what you can consider it is a is the colony now. Man, we got like a, a mean lag between us, but we'll try. I'll try to say my thing and I'll back out and then it's easier for you to jump in. Trudeau accuses India's government of involvement in killing of Canadian Sikh leader. Again, I thought the lady who said there was no criminality by any of the uh, any of the Indians or Sikhs or Hindus, whatever, both of them coming in. It was perfectly clean on that front, Derek. Yep. I mean, there's this isn't the only killing that's been going on in, in Canada. This is just on the top 10 list of 2023. We also had the Air India bombing that happened back in the 80s, or I think it was 80s or 90s. That was the biggest terrorist attack on Canadian soil. People don't realize uh, um, just how deep terrorism can run in the Khalistan and Punjabi movement. It's just we've been branded to think, you know, Muslims are always the terrorists, right? Now, there's... Uh, there's many brands that could be uh, put out there trying to put forth their own ideologies inside Canada. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's sad. Hopefully that lag is, uh, yeah, it's still kind of, it's still kind of there a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll work with it. Uh, all right. I'm going to move through these as well. So we don't, because we have the, the other top 10 we're going to get to later too, but yeah, this is a classic. Uh, <laughs> it's now become a classic, right? Oh, Canada sung in Punjabi. <laughs> Tell us about this one. <laughs> Well, actually, there's been something in Canada called Punjabi, was it Hockey Night in Punjabi, that's been going on for like 10 years, and uh, they broadcast in their own language on their own shows to their own people inside of Canada. And, you know, to a certain extent, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate them trying to come in with our customs and like trying to play our games and such, but if you want to be part of Canada, do it in the real deal. Do it with us. Get your guys in the game. Get your guys, you know, mixing with ours, not hosting your own parallel society watching this sort of thing. And this, this to me was disgusting. You're supposed to be singing this in your uh, native tongue, not having a Punjabi jamboree out in front of everybody to laugh at. Well, this is what they do. They, as you said, they replace your statues. They replace you. They replace your kids. They start singing in their own language. That's that's what it does. I mean, in one way, I think it's. I've made this point many times before, but at, at least if they're like separate and see themselves as separate, I think the worst actually is the integration of it because again, that we stand a greater risk of losing ourselves. You know who we are, our heritage, genetically, uh, our, our folk group is going to just be. A mix between white, you know, European Canadians and some Indians, and it's like, no thanks, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need that. Uh, but uh, here they are, just out in the open singing it. They're gonna say, I, I think I showed a headline when I covered this. It said, uh, "Indians or uh, Hindus are saving hockey or some shit like that," which is like, okay, sure. Uh, let's play a little bit from this here. Right. I mean, they break the first rule, too. They can't even take their hats off for the anthem. <laughs> That's a good point. 
long, 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 long hair under there. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's just, just right. too much. Enough of that. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. When we were thinking of immigration, the way we were sold on in the first place is that if we wanted to bring in a doctor or an engineer that would be beneficial to our society, you bring in one to a sea of white people, it's not going to make that much difference. But when you balkanize and colonize in areas like Brampton, this is what you're going to end up with, a parallel society inside your own. Is it Omni Television? Is that a Canadian uh, channel? So uh, it is? That okay. is, yeah. Holy shit, yeah. Randip Janda Takadir Tindal and Gurpit Sian. Fucking diverse. Super diverse panel right there. <laughs> hockey night. Welcome to Hockey Night. We have sticks. Uh. <clears throat> All right. Hey, holy shit. It's it's amazing. Let me take a couple of these uh, chats here before I left. Get left behind. Oh, how long before they start beating each other with the sticks, too? That's, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we saw the Matt Petgrave, uh, <clears throat> you know, kind of addition here, right, to... Um, to hockey recently so i'm sure this will have a distinct other flavor <clears throat> in fights there will be feces thrown as opposed to fists maybe uh maybe next time says uh <laughs> says 14 <laughs> who knows thank you maybe next time 14 back to you as well uh fashy chad damn it i should have done this with mark i do apologize for missing that my bad question for mark uh how are things going with charlie big potatoes is there anything uh, you guys are doing to get him out i've heard i've not followed that i i just know uh, Charlotte Big Potatoes is that's uh, damn it I should I should know this I, I there's a few of them right that have ended up in uh, uh, jail you have Sven Longshanks right you have uh, James Costello there's none of these guys now they're like in on hate speech charges so, so I, I assume Charlotte Big Potatoes is something similar I gotta frankly look into it myself but uh, I will make sure to pass that on to Mark as well I'm gonna be on his show so I can I can ask it uh, to him then but thank you uh, Fashy Chaz so, sorry for missing that Night, Night Nation Review uh, says, Hail to Red Eyes, wishing you both a joyous Yule. Thank you. One of the best uh, there is. Always a great example for us and other creators of professionalism and style. Well, thank you, United Nation Review. Appreciate that. Uh, looking forward to getting on your show as well, by the way. So thank you. Always good to see you. Sharusker says, well said. We mustn't allow them to take our talking points and use their, uh, that for their own profit. New movements are emerging and existing ones are strengthening. The thing with that, though, is, and I'm not sure if you agree with that, Derek, but like if... If we're the ones who are kind of, at least, I, I hope we are, right? We, we've been driving these some of these talking points and kind of forcing these more normie conservatives to kind of address some of these issues. I'm not sure how they can derail where things obviously are going, which is like, well, what do we do about it now then? What's the solutions, right? Uh, they won't be able to run and hide from that. We'll see if they, as I said, have something up their sleeve. But I don't think so, uh, to be honest. I think that they are going to have to either come aboard or join up or they have to get out of the way. I don't know. What do you think? I will just have to see what kind of solutions they present. Because um, acknowledging the problem, yes, is the right step forward. We have to see what their next move is. Yeah. When they start offering solutions, that's when things are going to get dicey. Yep. Good point. And uh, that's where everybody's role still plays a part in trying to call them out on, where, uh, on which way they're trying to take it, too. Yep, that's right. Uh, Tommy Cat says the Punjabs always smells like their nasty food too. Was he who showed some clip where the guy ran into the, he ran into the, uh, the the squat stall and ate his rice portion on the cement floor in front of him? Like was that oh real? Oh my god! Oh shit! Oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hard to watch. 
there's endless videos of that stuff. I've gotten into a fight. Actually, that's how I got monetized on Twitter was I just pitted the Calistanis and the Hindus against each other in my comment section and my engagement went up. <laughs> there you go. I'm monetized, bitches. <laughs> fight. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Uh, one, more, one more here from, uh, from Ryan. Triple G, good to see you, man. 1488, Diagalon will rise again. How would you do that? Uh, man, I mean, it's it's only really when you get to words like a boot that you can really tell it's Canadian, right? So Diagalon will rise again in Canadian kind of accent. I'm not sure how to do that. But anyway, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate, uh, appreciate that. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> the Revenge Chad Kroger says, uh, deport, deport, deport. Well, that's one of the things I had in my list there in a way. It was like normalizing the talking point of, of deportation. And I think we've seen that, frankly, from some, you know, kind of bigger accounts and stuff like that as well. Some of the people uh, that have, you know, uh, you know, large reach and stuff like that, or like really large, large reach, they have actually uh, joined in and said, uh, we have to get these people out of our countries. Uh, you can start with illegals. You can do, you know, you can do this whatever order you want to do. But eventually that's that's going to have to be uh, where this is going. Otherwise, we're not otherwise we're not going to make it, ladies and gentlemen. I love the idea, and I would love to try and push that, but I don't think it's a possibility in Canada. Everybody's so brainwashed in the idea that this country was built off immigration and not settlers that they would really settle into the idea of that everybody has a home here. And I could see Canada's future ending up like the history of other dynasties that have ruled the world before, much like the Portuguese. You see remnants of that now with Brazil still a portuguese speaking colony or goa in india but you know portuguese is the, are far from a world power now all you're going to get there is like cheap condos and shit but you're going to see the same thing with the british empire as well you're going to see different english speaking enclaves left in the world where indians have just basically run over oh, man um and it's up to us to actually try and preserve those i, I think yeah. To go into our areas, balkanize and thrive away from these people. I agree. Think about maybe leak claiming territory later. But right now we're too integrated and mixed that Yeah, I agree, I agree it might be harder uh or let me phrase it this way. It's it's easier for just outright European countries to like, no, this is ours, like you're you're not touching this. But 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 then at the same time, reason but the logical extension to that is well. These are essentially colonies of European countries, right? America, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, you know, many of these, uh, you know, countries. And uh, if we can restore Europe, we can, I think, restore those countries as well. But uh, it, it, be that as it may, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to tackle some of those problems later. But regardless, you have to, we, it's our job to work in that direction and, and, and basically, you know, put our foot down and say, no, this is ours. We built this. You are only here because, you know, this is, was founded by Europeans and you're seeking to get something from it. And I think you said it on one of the streams, like the uh, the lady there the, calling white Canadians racist for opposing the Hanuman monkey statue. It was like, well, we're contributing to your economy and we're doing so great. And it was like, why can't you do that in India? Just be, strengthen your own country, strengthen India now. And uh, why do you need to be in ours, right? And, and, and that's the thing they'll never be able to like accurately kind of a address and say, uh, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things you can get them on. And I know you guys had a funny uh, uh, argument with <laughs> one of the boys in the, some Islam uh, uh, fanatic in chat or something like that. But anyway, um, it's it's up to us. That's my point. We have to we have to do it, Derek. Oh yeah, Alex likes to go in after them in the chat. <laughs> There's nobody else left to do it, right? 
I mean, we do have to pave our own futures and start to, uh, what we're doing now is the best way forward is getting these conversations out into the open. So it becomes more mainstream and, uh, who knows, you know, bigger names than us that are picking up these talking points and running with them may free up more of our time now to be with our families and enjoy ourselves. <laughs> now that's, that, that's true. Uh, fight is far from over, but <clears throat> yes, we, we do, we do need to tend to, to, to some of that as well. I agree with you. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Lars Hogbeth says, um, I don't think Mark is aware of the difference in Swedish immigration policies and the rest of the very comparable Scandinavian countries. It is not without effect to vote for these parties, in my uh, opinion. I'm not a fan, but I won't disregard the effect they've had to saying, yeah, you mean that Sweden is so like massively suicidal? I mean, Norway, Finland, Denmark, they're catching up, but at the same time, granted, Denmark has had some, you know, they all, the other countries have had some more reasonable uh, stances on immigration, but it's still happening. It's still bad in some of those countries as well. Uh, but it's, well, see, I, I flip it. I'm saying, if Sweden is one of the first countries to actually normalizing taking back our countries, normalizing uh, patriotism, nationalism, call it what you want, uh, and actually start deporting illegals, taking control of our country, saying, "Hey, look, this is actually doable. Let's let's get rid of the people that just like for one hate us and, and like are criminals." If we're able to kind of spread that, I think I think other even the other Scandinavian countries would look at that and like, "Oh shit, they're doing it too. Look at that." Uh, but again, it could, could be Denmark that takes the lead on this. We'll uh, we'll just have to see Lars Ogerbeck, but. Uh, Thank you for the comments. Maybe that was specifically directed towards Mark. But anyway, I appreciate uh, the input, Mark, uh, or to, to, for Mark Losh. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's move in the to the next one here. What do we have? Uh, oh, yeah, the food bank thing. Tell us about this, uh, Derek. This is another uh, joy of immigration and diversity is that... Uh, there's actual videos that have been put out. I think I tagged a video along with it done by Harrison Faulkner about there's plenty of YouTube channels made by Indians and international students telling you how to get free food in Canada by going to the food bank. And they're proud of this. They're proud of ripping off our food banks and taking away food from, you know, hungry mothers and children and homeless. And, and they're laughing about it. They come from a culture of, you know, ripping people off and trying to get as much as you can and hoarding to each other. They're not used to having these sort of systems. They can't be trusted with them. Yeah, that's what happens. High trust, white society uh, <laughs> with, you know, northern, as soon as you get a kind of a northern country for the most part, like you get that kind of like, we we look out for each other here. We never know. It could be a cold snap hits and we're, you know, all in a deep freeze. We got to help each other out. You know, these people move in and they're just like... <laughs> conveyor belt of getting shit for free same thing as Sweden, of course they just take advantage of it whether it's the welfare or the generosity and stuff like that in fact it's seen as a almost a, a weakness yeah. like look at how dumb and stupid these people are let, let let me show you how i take all their stuff like i'm winning <laughs> are they wrong in a sense like if a country these countries are falling down under their own socialist policies and everything like we might as well be taking advantage of them too, except we won't be given the same advantages as these people. You know, they get money just for coming in the country. They get tax breaks. They get all the first opportunities to franchises and not having to pay taxes on them for the first few years. And then after a few years, when they do have to start paying taxes, they can transfer it to a family member's name. If you go, I moved to a small town north of here of where I live before, about eight hours north. And every restaurant in town is run by an Indian. 
Every franchise, every gas station, every convenience store, all run by Indians. I was actually joking around with the one guy. I said, don't you think it'd be funny if uh, I opened up an authentic Indian restaurant here? <laughs> Just so, like, you guys have to have somewhere to eat. I don't see any of your restaurants, so you might as well have a white guy owning the Indian restaurant. Yeah, you said it was the same, like, they're even making the Mexican food and the, uh, well, maybe not Thai food, but, like, pizzas and shit, kebabs and shit. Right, it doesn't matter if, yeah, if it's Mexican or Italian, it's like, it's all Indians making it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always wondered the, wondered the same in Sweden, right? It's like... Every little corner shop or kiosk is, is is taking over, and it's a Muslim and Arab, you know, in there running it. And it's like, wait, can, is there no one that's like exposed the program here that's obviously running? Where they're like, hey, you get it, you get dibs on this, so we'll help you get you in there and buy out this, you know, this corner shop or this kiosk, whatever, this store, and uh, uh, you know, they're getting help, they're getting government help. I'm convinced of it, but I've never been able to like pin that down and actually find the program that's doing it. But I bet you it's the same in Canada too. Sure, you can't tell me that uh, all of these giant. Well, I call them. <laughs> you, you, I don't know if you have these down in the states. I'm sure you do. They're called smart centers, right? I call them the Jew centers, where they have all the big box stores. We have your Home Sense and your Home Depot, Mark's Work Warehouse, and all the different franchise restaurants that you would say see. But they're all owned by the same people, all of them, right? Basically, the real estate is owned by the same people, but they rent out and give the franchises out to all. All foreigners now. I yeah. won't say a white person, no, because white people want to open up their own thing, do their own shop, come right. up with their own brand. But those were all taken away and bled dry during COVID. Yep. So now you get all these big box stores that pick and choose their management. Gosh, yeah, it's it fucking sucks. You know, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that's why all the franchises were allowed to stay open during the lockdowns too. By the way, right? The big box stores totally fine. Walmart's <laughs> no problem. Oh, you have a mom and pop store? So, well, you better close down. It's almost like it was a almost like it was a plan <laughs> by somebody. All right. Anyway, let's get to the uh, let's get to the next one here. We have a couple <laughs> yeah. couple couple left here. Uh, let me see. What was? Uh, I'm not sure if I saw this one. Tell us about this one. Uh, threatens police, right? This is a uh, uh, right. He's a Kalistani that is just openly threatening the police, saying they can't do anything as they're out there protesting on the streets of British Columbia. Openly threatening them. They think they're untouchable and invincible the way they walk around these cities. Let's play it. Says there, the captions. Even the Canadian police are afraid of us. They tell us to stop, but we we won't. Oh, let me go back here. Get to hear the whole thing. Here we go. Yes, is it? The police can't do anything. Do you think we need the Canadian government? We have weapons, automatic rifles, AK 47s, bazookas, etc. What can you do? Try coming here. We will shed your blood on the street. Oh. I actually don't. I... Oh, it's the bio. I don't guy. doubt that because these people have lived in the same high trust society that we've uh, uh, provided for these guys. So where I have a gun license and I can go to Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's and go and buy a gun. They don't 
they didn't before put your name on a list or anything like that. What's to stop these guys from getting the same license going there and buying untold amounts of guns? Yeah. Oh, good. We don't do it in Canada because we have high trust society and we trust in, in you know, the laws and we all follow them. Yep. These guys don't. Nope. We've proven that over and over again. Who knows what kind of stockpiles they have? <clears throat> it's true. Same thing with muzzies in uh, in European countries, right? That somehow they just have a channel in, and it's just like me- how many times has like been some shipping container busted, and it's just like <clears throat> you know tons of like weapons from like the from Iraq or Afghanistan or some shit like that is is happening all the time. I do have to say this though, his name is uh, is Bai B A J, which uh, which which does means turd in Swedish. So you know, I just I'll just leave that there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Bye. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, occupation. I got I got a compliment uh the Swedes actually for a minute. I I bought a uh an axe from Sweden to do my which all the uh, wood that I've been splitting this year. T- tell me the brand. Hulfeters. Hulfeters. Ah oh, shit. I'm not sure if it's a pronunciation thing. I was going to say I thought you were say like Grenzfors. Did I say that correctly? Hulfeters. Hulfeters. Spell it for me. H u h u l f t o r s. This one I have not heard of. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Was there any good <laughs> Swedish steel? It's fantastic. I love it. I did good. a couple of videos with it. Yeah, it's Swedish steel and it's got a hickory handle. It's beautiful. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I can't even see uh, any search on that coming up. Maybe. Uh, Maybe it's something local. I don't know. There's a number of like really good brands. Of course, yeah. they, they H-U-L-F-A-T. do. H U L F A T. Yeah. Hulft. Is that Hulft Inc? Is that it? Let me see. Is that Swedish? Here it is. Anyway, it's all translators. H U L F A T O R S. Oh, Hultafors, yeah, yeah, okay, Hultafors, yeah, yeah, okay, I got you. Sorry, it's my, uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah, Hultafors, it's a classic. Oh, is yeah. that how you say it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hultafors, there you go. <laughs> Hultafors, you always get that, yeah. Oh, Grandsfors, like you know, Fors means uh, r- like a small river, like a, uh, what do you call it, a, a, a creek kind of thing, Fors, right? It's like usually a, a, a river flowing through there, so Hulta is simply the, the area, Fors means a creek, same thing, Grandsfors, right? Because usually they have these things next to a, where they could get cold water, you know, to to temp temp temper. That's right, temper the steel and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, cool. Yeah, I actually I I know of them. Oh, okay. I've never tried them myself, but uh, looks cool. Hultafors Swedish hand forged axes, Östergötland. Nice. Okay, that's close to my uh, my backwoods right there too. Um, okay, Derek, let's do the next one here. Uh, let me see. What do we have? Uh, well, we did that one, right? Uh, uh, yes, obviously we have to. Uh, we have to mention the statue. <laughs> I mentioned it Wednesday, but the the, the uh, big monkey man. What can, what can you say? I mean, it's just full on colonization at this point, symbolic, but also physical. That's really. there's no other way you can say it. That's colonization. That's a show of power. That's a show of we're going to put a fifty foot statue here, and there's nothing you can do about it. Now, when your kids are on their way to Canada's Wonderland for a weekend's vacation, they have they're going to have nightmares by looking at Sing Kong, Sing Kong. or uh, Cur- Curious Jeet or Harambe <laughs> Krishna, whatever you want to call it. That thing is they're going to be staring at them. It's bigger than Drop Zone. Oh my gosh! It's a ride at Paramount Canada's Wonderland. Oh, is it? Okay. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, you can see the houses down below there just to see how big how big and tall it is. 
Holy smokes. Yeah, this is what happens, folks. This but it looks like happens. something you would have a miniature golf course. Yeah, exactly. At, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and like around the world, you know, and they would have the Statue of Liberty at one, Harambe Krishna, and maybe the Great Wall of China. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, they're going to open it in April. So, so embarrassing. Or uh, unveil it in, in April. Yeah, it is, it's it's embarrassing. It's unbearable. It's aggravating. Uh, it, you know, I said that in the show, but... I'll give them. I'll give them the fact that they're they're doing it right. I mean, they're organizing. They maybe they, sure maybe they get government money or something, but they're fucking doing it at least. You know what I mean? They're they're doing it. What what are we doing? Where's our Odin statue? You know, where's uh, Thor? Where's Freya? Come on, come on, guys. Let's get get to work. <laughs> I I wanted to make one. Uh, the man in the yellow hat holding a banana from Curious George, <laughs> and we just build it across the street from just street. to mock it. Even taller. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Hanuman. I was finding really creepy too. Monkey, monkey man. Uh, Christo says, uh, landmines, landmines, landmines. Happy New Year, Henrik and family. Thank you. Uh, Christos, I think it is. I pronounced that. Uh, Ryan Triple G says, <clears throat> Henrik making us feel dumb, like dumb Americans, LOL. How you spell, <laughs> how you spell it? It's very, it's a lot of vowels and stuff, and it's very different, uh, some of the, the words. It's a lot of ooh and ooh and ah and long, you know, long, deep vowels in uh, Sweden. So, hultafors before you becomes like, hultafors. <laughs> it's like, uh, what do you, what do you Yeah, hultafors. <laughs> what? Hultafors. <laughs> hultafors. <laughs> of course. It, it's my hultafors. Uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I make it sound more like that that Muppet from uh, the Swedish Chef from the Muppets. Yes, when uh, I talk, apparently like... it does. Yeah, <laughs> it's some it's somewhat close, uh, some melodic stuff too. It depends on where in Sweden end up. But there's a lot of uh, still to this day wonderful uh, regional uh, dialects and big differences actually. Uh, but uh, they're they're working on that. Uh, okay, yeah, Svantovit says, "Where's the statue to Svantovit?" That, that's that's just it. Uh, I know there are some in like. Um, is it Rügen? Rügen, right in uh, Germany, the island. Isn't there a, a Svantovit statue there, at least? Or maybe it's not. It's probably not this big, but it's there's something in that area, I think, to Svantovit, uh, if I remember correctly. But uh, yes, all all over, all, all over Europe. Let, just let, let's smack him up. Let's let's build some uh, goddamn things. Uh, Christians build the uh, build this, and some some people. Oh, we don't do statues and stuff. Well, so, well, you have statues of Jesus inside the church. What does it matter if you have it outside? But anyway, churches of sorts are, of course, you know, not symbolic, but it's like a, you know, it's a, um, a, a cathedral is obviously like a Gothic cathedral. It's like a, not only a symbolic thing, it's it's a masterpiece in of itself. It, it outpaces the statue, obviously. But again, that's my point. I'm saying we need to occupy that space, whether it's the, you know, ancient European traditions that we uh, honor and go back and, and emphasize and start, you know, constructing things that is for us, by us, you know, um, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Let, let's get to work. Yeah. They're doing it at least. That's I, I'll give them that. Uh, okay. We have, uh, let me see here. We have, I think we have two more, right? Oh, this, this is the video I was uh, actually, I was referring to the other day in the stream. Just some goddamn shit parade at a parking lot somewhere. What is this? Westwood Mall. Uh, is Malton a uh, town or an area, Derek? Yeah, Malton is a portion of Mississauga, just on the other side of the airport. That uh, it seems to be where every new group of immigrants that come into the country seem to settle there first before moving on. <laughs> the seek stick. Uh, yeah, I was messing around with AI and nice. came up with deodorant brandages for them because they don't wear it. But nice. 
yeah, that Diwali celebration that they're having at Westwood Mall, they leave a giant mess behind. It's like two different factions of monkeys flinging each other shit at each other. It's disgusting. You wouldn't see that many Canadians in the same place anywhere. We just don't do that. <laughs> Let's play the words. It's just with things like this, it, it doesn't feel like it's like 3% of the population. You know what I mean? Can you imagine when it's 10, when it's 15, when it's 20, when it's 30, when it's 50? What then? Look at the age of all of these males, too. I don't even think there is this many fighting age males in Canada. <sighs> they have more fight. These This is the future of Canada is all of these men. All of these guys are going to go on to buy houses because they probably still live at home buy houses have more kids so on and so forth seven kids each maybe four wives two wives three wives all feeding off the system this cannot work we cannot sustain this are there do they bring women with them or is it like in europe where basically it's all males and if it and if it is all males is there canadian european canadian women going for these guys do you know i mean they they keep their women at home right under lock and key the only ones that are out and about are canadian women Right. So they're uh, trying to take both. <sighs> yeah, same in uh, Muslim countries. Plug that hole. <laughs> Shit. There, here's an interesting tidbit that was happening inside of Brampton as well. Not only did the Sikhs try to section off a part of their own or petition to section off part of the hospital for their own people because they were donating to the hospital, they were actually getting sex-selective abortions, late-term sex-selective abortions. Because boys are better. Ah, yeah. So they're doing the Chinese thing, basically. Well, these they don't have a restriction technically on it, but yeah, they want to have. Yeah, exactly. They want to have males. Oh my gosh. So they actually had to stop doing ultrasounds inside of Brampton uh, clinics because of oh, this. Oh really? Oh shit! So they got onto them. Well, that's this why. This was years ago. Yeah. Oh, it was years ago. I guess that's why they wanted their own wing, right, in one of the hospitals, uh, so that they could like have their own doctors, so they can continue with that. Kind of that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's not far-fetched to think so when they've been changing the laws, like the helmet laws, where they don't have to wear a helmet while riding a motorcycles, but our insurance has to go up to compensate for it. They're also allowed to wear their ceremonial daggers inside our courtrooms, but I have to leave my pocket knife outside. Really? Oh, They're shit. changing the laws to be like theirs <sighs> and to favor them. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Same thing everywhere. Wherever they go, it's the same thing. Uh, okay, here's one. What? Verify to continue? Okay. Fuck, I hate TikTok. <clears throat> I don't oh want to log in. Here we go. Uh, okay. Living in tents. Is that the last one here? I think we got. Oh, my God. Yeah, this one here. So this is international students trying to gain sympathy through uh, social media, trying to say, oh, look at poor us. We can't afford to live anywhere. We can't. It's so everything's so expensive. But if you want to go and get sympathy from Canadians, maybe you should fucking clean up around yourselves. It's an absolute pigsty. I don't care if you're living in the woods. Like, you're not broke enough not to clean up after yourselves. Look at the pigsty that these guys are living in. You want anybody to feel sorry for you. Pick up after yourselves. You can obviously afford a tent. You can afford a garbage bag. 
Jeez, let me turn up the volume here a little bit. Nobody is going to feel sorry for you. you. You can't tell the difference between the garbage on the sides and your actual place that you're living. At least Canadians bums have some self-respect. <laughs> not seen this. Yeah, entropy went down, folks. I restarted again. Uh, I'm not sure if I missed any there, but sorry if I did. <clears throat> See one from Law Show. I'll get to that next. Time. I lived. I lived in the woods all summer, and it did not look like this. <laughs> well, that's the difference, right? Yeah, that's a huge difference. But look at it. Like India is one of the most polluted countries in the world. God damn it, the rivers and stuff, all the plastic. I mean, these are some of the classics. Hang on, buddy, go here. Holy shit. I don't... Look at this. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, you can see it. Get it you that. can see the garbage. Why Pick is it, it still there? Yep. Like... <laughs> look, if they... This is the difference between our people. Yep. If you don't... And if you I haven't, like, done... If you're not part of the culture, that like, and you know, you can shit on it, like consumerism and plastics and all that shit. Like, but as you said, at least like, we pick it up after ourselves. We keep things clean. We do that. If you're from a people, a culture uh, that haven't like, you know, done any of that, I I'm wondering if there's like a real kind of conception about <laughs> how to how to deal with those things. They just seem to like, ah, let's just put it here. Then maybe they think it's gonna break down or something because everything comes from nature, and so I don't know. Holy shit. Yeah, I've not seen this before. Holy shit! I just don't oh get gosh. it. They'll throw they'll throw wrappers and stuff that is going to be there outside <clears throat> their door longer than they're going to be alive. Like it's not going to biodegrade. No. Yeah. So this is right by some mall here, basically. It's in the like, just right behind it. That's what they shown there. Well, they got a great location. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's oh, just yeah. so disgusting what you're looking at. Like you could put a garbage bag and clean up people. I would actually might feel some bit of sympathy of them having to live in the woods like other people and whatnot, but the amount of garbage that they're leaving behind themselves. And they want to try and convince me that it's good for our country to bring these sorts of people in when one of our primary concerns is climate change. And you want to bring these people in to come and destroy some of the most pristine water and lakes this planet still has alive in the, the wilderness of Canada. Yeah, and you want to take people from a warm climate to bring them into a cold climate where they're going to have a higher carbon footprint. Stop fucking lying to us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we had, let me see, what is it? Uh, Lars Algebeck says here, please take a look at the, at this anti-fascist statue in Randers, 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 Denmark. Yes, it's finished. Uh, this is the way that it stands, he says. <clears throat> what the hell is going on? I was searching real quick. So that's okay. What so is this now? It's, a, it's an anti-fascist statue <clears throat> in Denmark. I'm trying to find. I'm searching for Randers, Denmark, and statue, but I'm not seeing any uh, anything coming up here for that. So I'm not sure if it's just that they're not showing any result for it. I I want to know who it is. It's just some like. Is it some like important historical person, and then they're t tipping it over to like shit on them, or is it some other kind of like some shitlib activist, <laughs> something like that? I'd right, love to know the backstory. You can just dump it in the regular entropy chat, Losh, if you have something more on it. But okay, there you go. Beautiful artwork, nonetheless. That's what uh, <clears throat> that's what they're known for. The uh, the the shit leftists, right? It's like they're ruining everything at uh, all times. I'm surprised it's a statue at all of a person, but I guess it's okay as long as you uh, as long as you tip it over. Uh, okay. Thanks for that, Losh. All right, so we got to do... I have your... Let me pull this in here. Derek's <clears throat> top 10. Like more the personal or kind of, you know, the diagonal, plat army top 10. <laughs> so uh, t t tell us about it. I'm showing it on screen here at the same time. Let's go through it. Sure. The uh, 
I think one of the first things I did this year that got quite garnered quite a bit of attention was the Christine Anderson photobomb. The uh, German representative to the European Parliament uh, came to Canada for a visit, and I got her to pose with the um, diagonal flag. I gave her one of our rings, and I explained the story. And uh, she laughed with me, posed for the picture, and within 24 hours, the picture had gone viral. Um, the left were calling out the Conservative Party in Canada for having dinner with her, and then Pierre had to Pierre, the head of the Conservative Party, had to come out with a statement, and so did the other people that were photoed with Christine Anderson, and it just really. Uh, push forward the idea that the Conservative Party really isn't on our side because they wouldn't stand up for her and and uh, and her points of view. She actually got interviewed by what's supposed to be considered an alternative media source here in Canada, Rebel News or oh, Rabbi News. She was getting pressed by them saying, oh, are you sure you want to associate yourself with Diagonal? And she defended us. She said she'd do it again. Yep, she did. That was a great clip, by the it way. Was, She's uh, like, I'm not going to jump through any hoops. I forget what yeah, her wording it was. was but. It was a proud... Yeah, it was a proud moment. And if anybody wants to get their own diagonal flag, you can go to the grift.shop. Uh, <laughs> we're selling them there. And nice. that actually is something else on our list. We actually started the grift shop. Um, Diagonal now has its own merchandising. I'm actually doing everything, the shipping, the receiving, the uh, taking in the orders, all of it. But uh, it's been quite successful. So, nice. yeah, we've actually turned what we're doing into a corporation which is uh, beneficial. I think everybody needs to do that and get away from having an employee yeah. number and a social insurance number and all that stuff and being part of the system is play the play within the rules that they've been laid out in front of you. Oh, you know, it absolutely. takes a little bit more effort and, uh, but it's definitely worth it. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. I remember showing those pictures. Uh, I'm, I'm glad she, she did that. Of course, one of the AFD politicians, right. That's being <clears throat> hounded in Germany now as well. Uh, the whole party is that is, um, all right. It was nice to see somebody stand up and just have yeah. some balls for a change instead of trying to denounce it right away and come out with an apology and say, oh, I didn't know them, I didn't realize. I explained to her exactly who we were, what happened very thoroughly. She laughed with me, we had a drink, and uh, we, we took a few pictures, so she knew what she was doing. It was just nice to see her very confidently um, dismantle, especially the Rebel News interview. For those of you that can't find it, you put in Christine Anderson, Rebel News, you'll find that march i think it was this year but yeah i remember seeing it yeah definitely a good year uh, yeah someone in chat here uh i've been an accident to carl spay brew house thor on his chariot no ex and yes i'm glad you brought this up <clears throat> now there are some uh wait it's just going to the jpeg not actually it's showing me the jpeg that's weird let me see if I can find that. But yes, no, there are. You're you're correct. There of of course are already. A lot of them are like um, fountains and things like this, right? Like in um, Twin, we have several. There's several in Denmark, in Germany. Whether it's you know to the Germanic gods or other. I mean, even take Gothenburg. I mean, tons of like Greek gods, which is kind of odd, right? It's like there are some to Thor and Freya and Odin as well, but. Many of them, they're like in, in the government buildings and stuff are like Greek, which is it's a bit odd. Uh, one of the biggest statues we have is Poseidon, <laughs> like the end of the, the large, um, um, they call it the avenue, the avenue, just for short, avenue. Uh, at the end of that, it's this big statue of Poseidon and stuff like that, which is, you know, I'll take it, of course. It's, it's great. So I'm not saying there aren't any, but I'm saying like we also need 
those many of those were like made in you know late 1800s or early 1900s you know things like or even further back in some cases right somebody was saying we need to continue to do it anyway i couldn't pull that up for some reason that just doing it with this with the spaces I, I can pull it up but anyway i'll see if i can find a version of it um yeah here's another one take back your destiny says for a white pill henrik check out the recently completed bronze statue of steven and sheila uh sheila mcnallan is that by their uh, Holf then, or where is that standing? Uh, I'd love some more. To, just put it in the regular chat if you have some more info, or, or like a link that shows it, because I I missed that. I did not see that yet. So that's that's good, good news. All right, thank you. Uh, all right, anyway, Derek, back to your uh, back to the list. Let's run through the others here. We're we did a few fundraisers this year, and uh, I, I'm actually quite impressed and also humbled by the amount of money we were able to raise, not only for Jeremy, but some of the other guys that were unrightfully prisoned and still imprisoned in Canada over the Coots uh, debacle, I guess you could call it, back in the convoy of 2022. So these guys have been in jail for over two years without bail, and they haven't even been told what their charges are yet. So we have exposed that we definitely live in a corrupt country. They're trying so hard to make the convoy into Canada's January 6th event. That uh, These poor guys have been locked away and the key has been thrown away. And uh, we're still awaiting to see what's going to happen to them. We don't know what their fate's going to be. If they're going to spend eight years in jail, if they're going to spend one year, one more year, a couple of months... And it's terrible, too, that they're they're being held, instead of being in a respective prison, whether it be high security, minimum security, or whatever, they're being held in detention. Yeah. And detention uh, is a lot worse than uh, in prisons. You have a lot less freedoms, because you don't know if you're innocent or guilty yet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I mean, I saw a lot of people came together for that, which was which was great to see. <clears throat> you had the... Uh, uh, number three, you had yeah, visit Alberta for the fundraiser. I guess it's kind of related to those those items as well that you had a lot of people coming together helping these guys out. Um, so that's that's good to see. Good to see. Yeah, I guess on the list there as well is I uh, I moved up north and after I guess four years of talking on the internet of uh, how bad things are getting, instead of just standing around and complaining, I actually got up and did something about it. I uh, I plotted my own land out here and then. Canadian wilderness. Nice. I built my own house. I'm rent and mortgage free. And uh, yeah, I've never been happier. Did you buy the Splitting land? Splitting my wood for heat. I worked for the land. There oh, was nice. somebody up here that was building their house this year and uh, they gave me an acre of land to, nice. to work with them. There you go. Awesome. <clears throat> That's the way yeah. to do it. Yeah. Uh, another big thing that happened this year was the hate gate. Um, Karima Sad. A journalist here in Canada finally vindicated everything that we have been saying all along with how Jeremy was uh, innocent and all these charges are bogus and that they're being drummed up through the media and same with all of our uh, 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 negative attention that we've been getting through the media. Um, this actually made Canadian intelligence look like a bunch of retards. Uh, like the more are. you look into the hate gate and, and the history of the intelligence in Canada, you can see failure after failure after failure. Um, hate gate, if you ask me, drags into every single 
major incidents that has changed the culture and helped shape it in Canada, how the RCMP have had a hand in every single one of them, from the FLQ to the Heritage Front to Diagonal to uh, uh, you can say the terrorist attacks post 9-11 where they had to drum up support to, can to get Canadians to enter into the war into Afghanistan and Syria. They had to fake terrorist attacks. And when I say that, it would be like the Via Rail, Via Rail terror plot where the CSIS and an FBI agent plotted to put these mentally handicapped people in jail. And I say mentally handicapped because these people were schizophrenic and they were coats into doing something. They're actually still being held in jail to this day where uh, I forget the, uh, the guy's name, but he wasn't fit to stand trial. He was saying prayers during trial and he said he, he bowed to Allah and stuff like that. But when he went back to his cell, he was also finger painting with his own feces on the wall. So definitely not a mentally stable man. When they actually got him on medication, he realized what he had done and started to build a defense, right? Actually, what had happened is the correctional officers and the doctor had said, you know what? This man is out of his mind. We're going to put him on medication. And when he came out of it, started to mount a defense. Somebody had brought up that, hey, it was unconstitutional that they forced medication on him in the first place. So they took it away. Now he's back to finger painting on the cell walls. So they're blaming this one terrorist attack on him. There was also another half-wit couple from BC that was accused of the Canada Day terror plot. Right? These two were both on methadone. They were potheads. And uh, for lack of a better term, they were half-wits that CSIS and the RCMP took advantage yeah. of held their hand all the way through it, bought the explosives, set the explosives up, and just asked them to go plant it somewhere and walk away and tried to blame the entire terror plot on them. And that was actually exposed over time in court to be the fraud that it was. The same time that these two attacks had happened and been proven to be frauds, another famous Canadian one that happened was the Toronto 18, where they were planning an attack on the CSIS building and a couple other things. Mubin Sheikh was supposed to lead the guy who was going to be a Muslim terrorist and then he turned good guy and uh, ratted on all his friends. I think when he got caught going to a terrorist training camp in Afghanistan and Syria on his way back, CSIS picked him up and said, you're going to do this for us or else. And him being the guy with a bit of a wishy-washy personality and a not much of a male himself, identity crisis type guy, just decided to go along with them and then start playing the role of the hero. When actually what he did is he set up 18, 17 other Muslim guys who were probably basically innocent. So three attacks that happened in Canadian history in the same month that were all suspect of the RCMP and CSIS being involved in. Wait. It was just to get everybody in this Islamophobia scare. It was to scare my generation <clears throat> against Muslims. Yeah, to get you involved in the wars and all that stuff. So what, what year was that? Uh, I want to say 20, 2003. Yeah, I was going to say 2002. Like, it was happening like afterwards because originally Canada didn't support the U.S. in its uh, war on terror. Ah, yes. We had to have our own instances that got us to want to enter the war huh. and everybody to give emotional support. So the RCMP and CSIS were doing their own sort of false flags that you guys would see in the States. I'm trying to find here, how old is the Five Eyes Alliance, right? It's this intelligence network share. Oh, it's post-World War II. It's right after. Okay, so yeah, Canada, U.S. is in there. I was going to say, I'm sure there's some, like, overlap. And, like, you know, here, <laughs> here's CSIS, CISS, or <laughs> FBI, or whatever. Yeah, here's, how you, here's how you run these gay ops. I'm not saying that they couldn't do it on their own, but I'm saying it's like that they always, always take that same playbook 
and they entrap people, they do sting operations. And of course, eventually, as you know, Derek, they moved from like, oh, Muslims is a, is a threat to white Europeans, white Canadians, white Americans are now the threat. And let's now set them up. Let's do all these operations there. And that's when, you know, that's where you guys, you know, essentially come in. They try to create you and turn you into something like that that they could use. Now, they didn't have anything, but they still ended up using it and successfully pulling it off. But one of the things that came out of that, as far as I, from my viewpoint anyway, was to, it, it exposed just how, how little was necessary, right, to actually um, bring in the, the Emergencies Act. Was that, what it was, was that the right term for it, right? It was the, the, the War Act, yep. it used to be called. Yeah, that's correct. And they used you guys, although there was nothing there. Uh, although there are some people still in prison f for that, correct? The uh, the Coots Four is that that was tied to all of that, right? Well, they tried to tie us to the Coots Four. Um, video had recently come out about the two girls that were RCMP officers trying to get everybody to smuggle guns and do all this stuff, and it's a complete setup. Hategate actually goes into that as well on how they had very little to go off of, but they decided to go on it anyway. So this article is actually quite significant if people want to go in there because Freedom of Information Acts were pulled and we can see the government's correspondence saying it wasn't real, yet they still have these people in jail on the idea that Diagalon was actually a terrorist network. Mm -hmm. So their story has completely fallen apart. They're just trying to figure out how to do damage control now because they still have these guys in jail. It's actually quite the story. I, I'm... I'm surprised, you know, a bigger American network hasn't picked it up and wanted to shit all over Canada. Yeah, yeah, it needs to. But I, again, it's like they feel, they know immediately when it's like, no, 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 don't touch it. It's a gay, it's a gay opera by mostly the government. Let's not get involved or let's not cover it from a fair point of view. But uh, no, it's there for, for people to read it. Uh, Hate.ca, right? Fucking incredible. It's just, it's just, um, these people are going to have to be held accountable. There's just no other, no other way about it. Uh, that's why it needs to be exposed. All of them need to be exposed, um, to be honest. Man. Um, so you had, what, what else were we forgetting on the list there that you had, the top 10? Um, well, the hate gate also has to do with Jeremy getting vindicated. Like he has uh, beat most of his charges. I think he's just waiting to go to court for one more and uh, he should be all done, all done with it. Wow. So again, proving that Diagalon was right all along. And uh, I think that pretty much sums it up, except the uh, where I am starting my house and homestead on my own land up here in the north, um, up here on unorganized land or unincorporated land, it's different than municipalities. Um, we still have a say on how our tax dollars are spent if we're on the council. Mm -hmm. It's an old practice that isn't really practiced anymore. And it was something we did immediately after getting up here was go to these council meetings. And to be honest, it was like four or five old guys that were ready to pack it all in. And when they're ready to pack it all in, that means the next township over, the municipality absorbs this and your taxes go up, property taxes go up, your services go down. The yep. way it's set up right now is so long as you have four people on the corporation uh, or of the unorganized township, um, you essentially collect the taxes of the people in that area. The provincial and federal government match that and you uh, take care of your own roads. And that's basically all you're paying tax for. Man. There's, there's no building permits, no bylaws, none of that stuff. But you don't have a fire department or a hospital. So there's that. You'd have to come up with your own sort of uh, 
I mean, you can always drive a town over, but they're not right. sending an ambulance. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is exactly. Okay, well, there, there, there is that, right? But well, again, I mean, <clears throat> it, that's why you need you know, people to get together. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be some massive hospital. I mean, that, that's why you you start from the ground up. I go back to the uh, story we showed out of uh, Germany there, right? Of like they just they're tired of being fucking mistreated, <clears throat> and so they're doing it themselves. They're they're t- taking rural land and they're s- setting up a something that works for them that's by them and still in their name and and uh, you know you have you can have professional people attracted to that uh you know doctors you can start schools you can do all kinds of things you know what i mean sure you might get your you know oh well the government's just going to shut you down eventually well let them show them that they're the ones who are making that fucking act and and they're the ones going after you and targeting completely peaceful people that are just basically want to like live in a functional society let them let them do that um that can't stop us, right? Of just like saying, "Well, it's going to be shut down anyway at some point, so you can't do it." Uh, that's that's a that's a loser attitude. We just have to do it, and if we're targeted, we are targeted. What are you going to do about it? Do it again. Get back up again. You know. There are ways that people can step outside of the systems, and one of the guests that you've had on your show before that you introduced me to was Dean Clifford. Um, he's done it as well as you can withdraw from these systems that Canada is socialist. You do have a choice to go with these socialist systems. You can hand in your social insurance number and break the contract in which you have with the Canadian government. You can work as a, a contractor or as a proprietorship or corporation. You can get health insurance instead of paying your taxes for the hospitals and stuff like that. And people already do operate like that inside of Canada. Mm-hmm. We're just already, you know, we're born into it where we think that these are the right things to do. And let's be honest, I would rather live out here in the woods with no hospital, no fire department, and no police. Because the reason I would need any one of those three services is probably because of the hordes of migrants you're bringing in here in the first place. For the most part, yeah, there's there's potentially, you know, yeah, accidents happen or whatever. You know, you you use your... uh, Let me see. i got to pull it up here. Let's let's complete the joke. I didn't uh, close it, did I? You use your... No, where is it? Where'd it go? <clears throat> you use your hold hold the force <laughs> x <laughs> oh, i love the way you say it <laughs> yeah. and you should hold the force hold the force well it would be uh, uh again i actually would say hold the force but you know that's that's okay um you use force. your axe in the wrong way and you you know you get it right in the foot and you gotta run to a hospital so shit like that does happen yes that uh, that's true but uh my point is i'm saying usually it's like yeah you're not gonna get shot out there presumably <laughs> Hopefully, unless you do something yourself, but <laughs> exactly, most of the injuries that I might inflict on myself out here, I probably have a good chance of sewing myself up. Regardless, <laughs> like we do, one of the guys that uh, does live out here used to be a Toronto paramedic. So there you go. Yep. No, that's what I'm saying. You need you need a community. You need people out there that know how to do shit. Doctors, you know, people that can help. And and uh, yep, exactly. That's that's what we do. Uh, I wanted to show this. A couple of people dropped those in chat there too because we're talking about you know. The statue thing, right? The the Hanuman statue that they're doing, and again, this this still I think this still validates validates excuse me the point I made that it's like no, they are there, but many of them are older, right? So which is fine. I'm not saying we must build new ones just for that sake. But here here's the statue, Nuda uh, Kolsberg Brughus, which is a brew house. This is Denmark, presumably uh, Thor statue, and check out that little uh, check out that little tidbit right there, right there in the wheel. Nice. There we go. So presumably that's from like 18, I, I, if I'd guess it from like the national national romantic era, mid to late 1800s, I would assume. Uh, and here's another one, an elephant, which is a different, it's like some Hannibal, 
reference, but anyway, there's a there's a, a, a swastika on there too, which ironically, the Hindus took from uh, the Aryans. <laughs> but anyway, let's not complicate this. Here's the other video uh, as well, which I didn't know. Uh, yeah, I've been in an accident. I think was was that or who sent this chat? The white pill. Who said that? Let me see. I, I gotta get that right. Yeah, no, take back your destiny. There we go. Helen McNallan's. So here we go. This is uh, a statue to Stephen and Sheila. Nice. I haven't seen this yet. Here's the Matt Flavel doing the unveiling there. Nice. I think I've seen that. Here's a photo of Stephen standing like that. That's presumably where they got that from. Man, that's big too. Nice. Bronze. I wonder who did that. I'm sure it's all in the video. i got to watch it later. And there's one to Sheila there as well. Wow. Where is that? Does it say in the description? It's four minutes. We could maybe play it later. One day ago. Okay. There we go. Oh, I wish there was some description. Where is that put up? That looks like it might not be Northern California. That might be somewhere else. I could be wrong. Uh, all right, cool. That's good stuff. And oh, by the way, I found this one too. This is from a while ago. I'm uh, geeking out here, Derek. Thank you for uh, bearing with me. Uh, <laughs> no Scandinavian worries. aggression. The gods of Stockholm, right? So just a point, right? You have, you do have... But again, more as we're being replaced, these kinds of things is what they'll take down. They might have taken down some, oh, this man was a slaveholder, so let's take down the statue. But eventually, this all Muslims is like, oh, this is a pagan idol. Let's let's take down, let's change the name of Odin, uh, Odin Plon, right? Uh, Odin's um, plane or level, whatever you want to, however you want to translate that. We got the Valhalla way or street, you know, things like that. There's statues of, here's Loki. Here's a statue of uh, no. This is of Loki. They, the this these is of Thor up here. Uh, Loki's kind of banished under the some fireplace there. Here's four gods uh, as well. You gorge Brun at a at a um, a bridge right in Sweden. Uh, which one is it? It's uh, Freya, Thor, Frigg, and Heimdall right there. So that's pretty cool. So there are there are things like this. That that's the point right. Here's uh, uh, Thor and the and his goats or the bok. Uh, here's a, at a national museum, also Thor, Odin, and Freya, I think, or Frigg, maybe. So there's some of that still. We got, we have some statues. I'm not trying to say we don't have statues. I'm just saying we also need to continue uh, making some new ones. We gotta, we gotta top these ugly monkey statues, uh, Derek. This is being built, or whatever the, the oh, mosques that are God. like coming in with their minarets and shit like that. You know, we gotta keep, we gotta keep over. We gotta top them all the time. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I would like to find a statue maker, like a modern day statue maker, because I'm sure we could get enough donations to make a uh, a Canadian hero, maybe James Top or or GSP, Ex exactly. or, you know, or somebody yeah. that uh, somebody we could all look up to and look back and be proud. Yeah, and it's exactly, it's a good point. Like an ancestor, uh, someone that did a lot for you know for the nation, for the people, things like that. That's what needs to be done. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome that they're doing that. Of of uh, Stephen and Sheila, that's, that's fantastic. Good job. All right. Cool beans. Derek, any thoughts on 2024 before we uh, round up the, the show here? No, I have no predictions. Everything's going to get <laughs> wilder. We're not going to slow down. We're not going to slow down. Everything is going to start speeding up, moving faster. It is exciting thinking that we're coming into an election year, but who do we have? Zion, Don, and you know, Buffalo Bill or whatever his name is, Biden. I'm not excited for that either way. I'm afraid that Don will get in and that Pierre Polivier will get in and it'll just be more Zionist bullshit. It'll pacify the traditionally 
conservative voting base of both sides. Um, I think they're actually worse than keeping a liberal liberal government in. At least if the liberal government is in, they'll accelerate their um, motives and agenda a lot faster and wake more people up. If a conservative gets in, it'll pacify them, thinking that it's moving in the right direction, despite them actually being worse than the liberals in the first place. Unless you do get that kind so, of acceleration so by the opposition, too, which which kind of happened under Trump. It's ironic, right? We said we, we got... Uh, they treated Trump like he was a white nationalist, but we got none of the white nationalism. But the reaction to it was like it was that. And and ironically, as they crack down harder, right, you get a where people right. normal people are just like, holy shit, what is this overreaction to like something that's actually not that, you know, is not that severe. So you kind of have that play back and forth, which is, I guess, would be the, maybe the only plus with the, with the Don or something like that, Zion Don, unless they wheel him out and say that he's going you know, he's he's just he's gonna fix all our problems, he's gonna save us uh, from the situation, he's gonna come in as a come some hero or savior, which of course is is not gonna happen, you know. No, they don't put food on your plate. Well, they do if you're working for the man, not me. I put food on my plate. <laughs> I have chickens. I have livestock. Like, I want to be able to take care of myself no matter what happens with the games that these guys want to play with their fake money and fake nationalism and fake agendas and all of that. So, free goals, one thing I can say I'm going to look forward to, <laughs> yeah, and this year, on a personal note, is I have a wolf to hunt. Ah. Um, one of the pitfalls of living up here is that when leveling the driveway, me and my dog were out there. Um, I saw a wolf and I have a field across from me that's about 400 meters long and this wolf galloped across it that took about two, maybe three seconds to get all the way across it, wow. stopped on the road, sat mm -hmm. down and looked at us and I'm like, I was worried about my dog. I don't think I could have got to him in time if he wanted to come after us. Yeah. So in the new year, January 1st, I can get a wolf tag that is good until September and I'm going to try and get me that wolf. Oh. All right, there you go. Yeah, I saw I saw a wolf uh, back out here um, out in the out in the street. It was like a few months back or whatever. But yeah, was it, I was up late editing. It was like two in the morning or something, and I was like, I'm hear something ruffling around in the front yard. I walk downstairs and look out the window, and I I just see the back of a wolf is like running up a, a site another street up here. Um, we, ha <laughs> we have like I mean I've I've got how many. <laughs> thousands and th probably more than that of acres is in, in one direction there's like nothing but woods in in one direction we get like deer and all kinds of animals here but yeah there was a wolf there and it was like you know it was it was you know it kind of spooks you a little bit but it's like something it's something cool with it too like something primal like ooh, nice you know what i mean like just something something old you know it's very cool yeah and uh for those of you that have not seen a wolf before if you see a coyote like you'd be like is that a wolf or a coyote yeah that's not a wolf you yeah. know when you see a wolf. Yep. They're huge. Yep, they're, they're, <laughs> yep. They, this one was tall. You know what I mean? Like you saw it. It was kind of skinny, so it might be a little younger, but it was tall. You know what I mean? Really tall. Was, whoa. Uh, yep, that's pretty cool. I think you're right about 224. It's definitely going to get rocky, though. It's uh, going to continue, and, and the, uh, they might very well pull some weird goddamn gay. I mean, as much as I don't like Trump, it has been insane to see them trying to kick him off the ballots, you know, first Colorado, then he was reinstated there, now it's Maine, yeah. the, the, the indictments, and this this whole circus is obviously going to continue and get worse. And again, I think truly the people that are opposed to him are so insane and genuinely, you know, scared or they think they're going to save, you know, democracy or the country by like opposing him at any costs uh, or any means necessary. And so that could that could derail pretty quickly, to be honest. Agreed. Um 
It's, it'll be nothing short of exciting, though. I'm looking forward to seeing it. <laughs> Strap in. Hang on, because uh, uh, it's about to get rocky. All right, Derek. Uh, actually, one uh, here more, because uh, you're mentioning. Let me take that. Uh, per. Uh, fuck you, make me. Uh, good name. It says, good for chatting. Uh, means uh, happy continuation. Happy New Year to the Red Eyes family, Derek, and everyone in the chat. Hultafosh is an old Swedish brand from the uh, from the 1880s. Good choice. Derek, so uh, good shows on there. I'd say, yeah, it, it stands between Hultafors is good, Grensfors is a is a classic, right? That's a that's a good one. There are some others as well, but I'd, I'd stick to those. But um, good uh, good shows on the axe. Stay safe with the axe up there, Derek. Thank you again for coming on with us. I appreciate your time. Will do. Thank you for having me. You bet. Happy New Year to you and the, and your loved ones, and uh, we'll talk to you in the uh, in the new year. Okay. And same to you. Merry Christmas, Happy Yule, and uh, Happy New Year. Fantastic. Thank you, Derek. All right. Wrapping up with Derek there. Derek Rants. Of course, check out Plaid Army, the streams he does as well. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with you guys here, too. I had some news and stuff, but we'll save that for uh, for next time. I think this is pretty good. A good uh, roundup of the year. I don't think it... What, what else did I have on my list? I guess I can show that real quick. What else did I have? Did I have something else? I think we covered most of them, to be honest. Oh, I have one which is kind of more funny at the end, right? Well, you had... X's deaths, which is not fun, which is a, quite a big thing that happened this year. What was it? It was a Guardian piece. Now, this is 11 months old, so this is just the beginning of the year. Let me see. Let me pull this, this up here. Uh, Britain's excess death rate is a disastrous, is disastrously high, and the cause go far beyond COVID. Yeah, could it be Vax, maybe? Owen Jones, the left-wing uh, uh, shitlib, wrote this. Uh, there was one piece... And I tried to find the link again. I couldn't, but it's like some something from someone had measured from 2019, 18, I'd say, up to 2023 or 2022. And it was like uh, excess deaths in the UK was up uh, up 100%. And I think that's going to continue. Now they're p- pitching this. What was it again? Um, they're pitching this. Oh, it's a new... What the hell was it? Uh, did I pull that in? Let me check. I got to show you guys this here too. It's kind of important, kind of important in terms of what they might push. Because a lot of people, I think, will react. Well, obviously, this is not real. It's not happening or whatever. But I wouldn't be surprised if they actually like wheel something out that uh, is is going to cause trouble. Of course, we know the vax is causing trouble, right? So, so you have that issue of this too. Uh, but uh, this is from Paul Joseph Watson's. Uh, I guess he changed his site. Modernity News now it used to be Summit News, but anyway. Experts say new COVID strain will cause global heart failure pandemic. Oops. So again, if it's not the vax, I wouldn't be surprised if they're tinkering with something in laboratories somewhere. I don't know. You make up your mind about that, but don't 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 rely on the fact that just because shit was fake and gay in the past, things that they will wheel out will be fake and gay also in the in the future. Don't re- don't don't rely on that. That's all I'm saying. This time they might actually release something that actually is causing problems. I don't know. It's funny because they talk about the ACE2 receptors, which of course what what primarily prominent among like white Europeans or something like that. Remember we played a clip on that a while ago. So some new JN1. I, I know there's fear mongering around this stuff too. So I'm not saying it's all like believe everything they're saying, but I'm saying if they're pre, they're dropping those hints now, so that when it happens later, they're like, well, look, we told you, which you know, I mean, so don't 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 discount anything. That's definitely some shit that could happen in in uh, in the coming year as well. Here as well, or like some new you know disease X they've talked about, some new pandemic they drop. You know what I mean? And again, as I said, this time it might actually fucking be real. So watch out, take care of yourself, be cautious, be careful. Just and I'm not saying put on a mask because that's not helping. But I'm saying like, if you need to like, 
actually like avoid getting this shit from other people who are not careful then maybe that's what you have to do i don't know uh, i'm not sure what the solution is if they actually release some bioweapon on us to be honest we're playing defense on that unfortunately but um anyway be that as it may yeah the trump circus i mentioned that number 10 though check that out i i, I couldn't decide the ufo disclosure that kind of kind of has happened but no one cares about it it was kind of it's been kind of fascinating watching that there's so much other like bad news and crazy shit happening that everyone is just like meh whatever uh that could still be a psyop that they pull at some point like well we, t we told you about the the alien space brothers and the ufos are real the, the you know the pentagon released the footage tucker carlson was covering it on and off you know for for a few years um but at this point no one seemed to seems to care about it so i don't know uh the other thing i couldn't decide between there is basically how artificial intelligence have really come into the public consciousness over this last year as well, which I think is, is this is a weapon which is uh, going to be massive in the coming year, something to watch out for, because it's going to entrap so many people. And in fact, I do have a clip to play about how they're now doing, so much of it has been about the large language models, right? They use text and it's chat GPG and it's like, look, I can type in these things and it's generating an image for me, blah, blah, blah. Well, what if they're working with video or generating video? Well, generating video is still kind of a text to, I guess, text to video as opposed to text to image, right? So it's still text of sort. But what if you can use video uh, or you can generate essentially movies on the fly with a couple of keywords that you plug in? Oh, I want to see, you know, I want to see, uh, you know, Star Wars combined with the uh, with Dune and Blade Runner, but as an animated uh, you know, 90s, you know, shit, shit like that. People are throwing out all these things, right? Reasonable, this shit would generate anything. Anything that you're in the mood for, combinations of, might not always be great, but it's going to start doing it, and at some point it is going to be very um, believable. It's going to do these things in a very um, uh, professional way, very cre credible way, if that's the right term. And let me show you a clip here that's from a company called Runway, uh, where they're talking about introducing general world models because you have a bunch of people that's going to be sick and fed up with what's happening out there in the real world and they're going to be, lose themselves in these generated worlds right we've had computer games being part of this movies of sorts have been part of that too but you know that takes a long time and maybe it's just a few movies a year whatever this shit is instantaneous you can do it right in the fly you can you know immerse yourself in these worlds non-stop and i think it's going to be a, a huge detriment to a lot of people that's going to just put on the headset and line their pods while they're uh, you know drifting off in in these fantasies that's like generated by uh, ai on the fly so anyway check out this uh, check out this clip here I, th I thought it was like freaky i mean it's sure it's fascinating and it's like people have said oh well we can use it too and it's like okay sure uh, but you can also lose yourself in this shit check it out what if the next frontier in the AI revolution, the models that will truly usher in a new era of creativity, were AI models that think a lot more like Ruben, my dog. LLMs or large language models are everywhere. They can generate poems, essays, or even movies. They can help brainstorm new ideas or find new material. 
In a nutshell, these models work by predicting the next token in a sequence, like words in a sentence. So it makes sense that the more sentences it knows, the better it'll be at generating new ones. As they get better and better at predicting, they gain more understanding of the world and the patterns in it. These large language models introduced an entirely new paradigm to AI. Big models plus big data equals greater knowledge of the world. The thing is, LLMs only know about language. What if we applied the same big data, big model approach to how we generate videos? Well, that's what we're calling general world models, GWMs, and we believe that they're the next big thing. Similar to LLMs, no, general world models are given a large amount of data. Here you go, Goy. You want to lose yourself in some new, <laughs> new world here? Go ahead. Audio. Don't care about the real world. Here's a completely artificial intelligence-generated world just for you. The models build out sort of a mental map for themselves. And this is where my dog comes in. Hi, Ruben. Ruben also has an internal model of the world based on things he knows. And it looks something like this. He learned that if we go this way, there's a higher chance of us going to the park. And if we go that way, there's a dog that kind of looks at him funny. He knows that there's usually sidewalk chicken scraps right here, and that these stores, known as pet stores, that have the treats that he likes. Once we get to the park, this is where all the butt sniffing happens. <clears throat> ah, With yes. All of this. Of course, the butt sniffing. Who can, who can forget about that? Data, the sights, sounds, relationships of things. Ruben has figured out how to predict certain outcomes and adjust his behaviors, just like the general world model. But the most incredible thing about all this is this part. These models have the ability to generalize its understanding to new and unseen data. It knows how to imagine the future based on its knowledge of the world. It's kind of like how Ruben knows to avoid other dogs that also look at him funny and how he knows to drag us into pet stores that he's never been to. We believe that by training these models to predict the next frame or token in a sequence, the models will learn a much more detailed understanding of the world, including the whys and the hows, than the large language models. So, what does this all mean? It means that pretty soon, general world models will allow us to simulate worlds that more closely reflect our own or the ones Rubens built up in his little head. So, yes, the next frontier of AI will act a lot more like this one. All right, so there it is. Runway. Research. Runway. Blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. It's just... Um something to look out for because i don't think it's going to be uh, i don't think it's going to be that great <laughs> in, the, in the long run that's uh, it's going to be a trap it's a trap folks look out for the trap uh we had a super chat here from uh, let me see was it entropy yeah space gang says for better internet search results use pre search until they cuck it uh i have not heard of this i think pre search okay check it out presearch.com uh, what are you looking for today? Sponsored by Amazon, Walmart, eBay, Lowe's. Looks like it cucked. It's cucked already, Space Gang. No, anyway, it might be. It might be good. Maybe I'm not sure if there's AI tools involved in that, but okay, well, I'll check it out. We'll see. Uh, see how honest they are. Let me see. Nice TV. 
Ah, they pick up from Wikipedia. Okay, so it's not. <laughs> I just sometimes you know. Let's see if they point to. Ah, uh, oh, well, they have our website, I guess, down. Yeah, fourth one, two, three, four under what SPLC, whatever. So yeah, okay, at least they put the website on there. Odyssey is on there. Okay, well, I'll check it out. Thank you. That's always a good. <laughs> so search for search for yourself and see what comes up or, or your own group or whatever. All right, thank you, Space Gang. We have Der Sharusker as well on Odyssey. Uh, the right tactic is the right way. I'm honored to be surrounded by people like you, Henrik, in this fight. Happy New Year to you, Henrik, and, and to Lana, to the guests, and to all the comrades. Thank you, Dershirisker. Thank you for your support this year. And to everyone out there, thank you so much for your support. Whether you're, you're a member, whether you help spread the links, whether you are uh, super chatting and helping us out that way, we do appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we do have some, um, some plans uh, coming up as well for things we want to kind of expand on uh, coming up in the new year in 2024. And uh, we're really want to just get back because, you know, it, it's no secret, right? As they shut you down and choke out your financial, you know, uh, you know, opportunities or whatever you want to call it, right? By going after, you know, payment processors and things like that. Uh, yes, it's it slows you down. That's why they do it, right? Because it, it, it slowed, it chokes you out. Uh, so we want to try to get back to where we were uh, and then go and then go from there, right? So whether that's a just an all-out fundraising campaign or something like that, just to do, get a boost of of resources in, so that we can like hire, you know, two three people, begin there and have you know salaries for them for a certain amount of time. It's very hard with the volunteer stuff. We've tried that, and it's just the hardest thing about that is consistency. So basically, you just at least for us, it's it's much better to opt for people that you can actually pay and thereby you can put, you know, demands on them and essentially, you know, uh, have requirements when it comes to deadlines and things like that. But yeah, we need admin help. We need, uh, you know, editors and things like that. We really need to get on uh, on to a path we, which we were on before and then step from there and go forward and maybe reach out to uh, more. Uh, maybe there are smaller businesses even that would like to advertise with us or, you know, reach out to sponsors or so. I don't know, something like that. I still don't want to like interrupt in the middle of the show or whatever, but I think at the end of the show, uh, kind of like what we do with our executive producers is, is an okay is an okay path uh, to go. Um, of course, we want to expand our merch as well in 2024. We have a bunch of new prints and uh, designs we're working on and stuff like that too. That's another great way, of course, for people to support us and, and they get something else in return as well. Uh, and uh, and really take it from there and step up to the next level and do what we already have done, but even better. Do it better quality. Do more of it. That's the other thing I feel frustrated about, too, to be honest. Um, it's it's limited in terms of time, in, in terms of what we can do. Uh, and, you know, again, our kids, the, the age they are, it's it's very hard uh, to uh, to get a, a, a moment over, to, to put more time in than we already do, you know, kind of thing. But anyway, that's things that's going to improve as well as they get a little older and uh, more independent and so forth. Uh, so that's just what it is. But anyway, thank you guys. Thank you, everybody, uh, for this year. This will be the last uh, program for 2023. So next time we see you, it'll be 2024. Uh, so thank you, everybody out there. We appreciate you. Much love to all of you. Hope you had a wonderful Yule uh, or Christmas. Uh, hope you have a great New Year's celebration as well. And like we always do, uh, plug some of our stuff right at the end. If you do want to join us, if you want to uh, get access to some of our best stuff, uh, and I mean Western Warrior in that. I mean the second hour of many of our interviews that we do, but also other exclusive videos. Uh, check out RedEyesMembers.com. Uh, you can sign up right there using your debit or credit card but with the donor box widget. The only uh, downside at the moment is we have to manually activate that. So thank you for your uh, patience on that. We uh, do appreciate it. That's just what, uh, what it is. But we have uh, 
we actually have a couple of options we're working on to get that back up and running as well. So uh, we'll let you know when that's available. But in the meantime, otherwise, some other options you can do is Odyssey or Subscribestar or Locals. I do want to plug Locals a little bit. If we can get a, more people there, we can get a higher tier, which means we get longer uh, live streams and we can actually get more data so we can upload all the shows as opposed to just the members content there. So if you do want to sign up and have thought about Odyssey or Subscribestar, you might as well try Locals. Uh, we'll try to you know pitch that a little bit more. And if some of you guys are familiar with it, uh, definitely go uh, over there and check it out. All the members uh, content, new members content that we upload uh, is now on Locals. Um, again, we're restricted in the uh, you know um, data, the storage data, essentially. So that's one of the reasons why we can't backtrack and just upload all our archives and stuff like that there. All right. So that's it. And of course, I also want to say thanks, as usual, to our executive producers today. Let me double check that I pulled in the latest one. I don't think I did. So I have to do that real quick here, too. Uh, that's another great way of supporting us as well, of course. A, uh, a producer or executive producer tier. Uh, give a little bit extra to us each month. Get a shout out at the end of the show. So with that, thank you to T. Lothrop, Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeves, President Obunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dill Bob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, Colin Marriott, Kami Combo Deal, Dearborn or The Dearborn Toxic Event, Brendan Anthony, and 55 Club Books. Thank you guys. Also, we have our producers, Mr. Walker696, Johansson, Leroy Dumont, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, HP Lovecraft, Dixie Drone Force, and 55clubbooks.com. Thank you, guys. Yeah, to anybody out there want to do, uh, want to put your business on there or something, let us know. We can uh, we can work something out. If you want a screenshot or something like that, uh, if you want to plug uh, some of your stuff that you have out there uh, and reach reach a audience, let us know. Uh, we're open to suggestions. Anyway, you can get one of those if you want to get them at Odyssey or Subscribestar. We're on Red Eyes, <coughs> me, members.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, maybe next time simply says Happy New Year on Odyssey. Thank you. Let me double check again. I, I want to make sure I didn't miss any. Uh, as you know, as you understood, Lana couldn't join us today, uh, but she'll be back here with us soon. Uh, hopefully to, to do a Western Warrior next year. That's, uh, that's coming up um, for uh, members as well. So tune in for that, obviously. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for being there for us this year. We can't thank you enough for all your support, all your love, all the kind words, all the kind mails and uh, postcards that people send to our um, address and things like that. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate you. Uh, we can't do this without you. So thank you for being there for us so we can be there for you and be hopefully be your voice in uh, taking it to those uh, steps that we need to uh, to go to the next level. Right. Start talking about some of the things we talked about here today, of course. Uh, of actually getting some solutions into the uh, picture as well. Where do we go from here? What's the next levels, right? We can't just stop at only pointing out the problems. That's a good beginning, but uh, it doesn't end there. Form community, get your tribe, train, get together, start talking about deportation, <laughs> all the these Normicons feet to the fire, up the rhetoric, uh, you know, take over uh, institutions, whatever you need, or form new ones, you know, get together and form communities, uh, be, be that going to new areas, uh, like some people are doing or going to less populated areas and, and uh, get people to those areas, right? Be a leader. That's what uh, we have to do. No one's going to fix this for us, folks. It's up to us. No one's coming to save us. Uh, it's us. It's in our hands. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in 2024. 
Have a great, happy new year. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.